Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome back to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Bill. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we just watched Kingsman 2 The Golden Circle. Is that the, is that the subtitle? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a really good title. All I can think about when watching that movie was, boy, they all got the golden circles. That's really what I'm going to take away from this movie. So, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to ward a Sonic joke in my head for you, but it's not kind of... <laughs> oh, that's perfect anyway. Uh, before we dig into this feast of a movie, uh, have you been watching anything recently? I watched a couple of horror movies. You know, might you? as well get it started now. Oh. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Go for it. Well, I watched a little movie called My Soul to Take, written and directed by one Wes Craven. I've heard of him. The first movie he wrote and directed since Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Whoa. And it's fucking embarrassing. Oh, no. Oh, man. New Nightmare came out, what, more than 20 years ago, right? If not longer. It sure feels like oh, it. Man. Boy. If it hadn't been for Scream 4, which is a movie that you forgot existed, yeah, this would have been his last movie before he died. And I wouldn't have brought it up because it would have upset me too much. Mm, well, that's a shame. So this one, I guess, wasn't any good. I would love to dive into it more, but that is definitely a future post because wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe it's better to write about something it's like incredible. that. It's not like anyone's seeing that in theaters. What have you watched? We'll go back and forth. We'll have some fun with it. Okay. Uh, I'm actually in the middle of watching it. I, I started watching it last night, and I I, I was too sleepy. I, I fell asleep. Uh, it's a 1922 silent movie, uh, Scandinavian. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I have a brand. How did I, I stick know to it. that I would lobby the softball and it's, he would it's, uh, actually be out of the park? <laughs> and it's called uh, Haxan. I think it's called Haxan. Uh, I'm going to call it Haxan, and I I don't really care if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm just going to call it that. Apparently, Haxan is a uh, Scandinavian or something like that for witches. And it's like the pseudo-documentary sort of horror movie, but made in 1922. I mean, it's kind of cool to have like an idea like that back in the 20s. I'm watching it so far, it's not really that good, but I don't know, I'm making a couple notes about it. Maybe I'll make a post out of it or something like that. It takes a turn near the end. It gets a little better. Okay. I, I mean, I'm going to stick with it, and so far it's not terrible. Although, I did get a really good screenshot of a bunch of witches kissing the devil's ass, so... I knew you didn't finish it, because when I texted you hacks on, hacks off, you didn't tell me to fuck myself, well, so I assumed you fell asleep. Yeah, I, th I think I had fallen asleep by that point. So I see that, and I was just like, huh? And I think I went right back to bed as soon as I read it. And I was, I was also thinking of, uh, you know, that Mel Gibson movie, Hacks and Ridge. So, uh, what else have you watched? Jesus fucking <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie called The House is October Built. Which was a cool little found footage idea, not the best execution. Mm -hmm. Where they want to go on like this super scary haunt, and you know things go terribly as they would. 
I mean, it's a cool idea to use like use real haunted attractions that are already pre-built and super elaborate. But they do the thing where it's like, hey, all our characters are super dumb and unlikable. Don't you want to see them die? It's like, no, nah, I'd rather just watch something else, to be honest with you. So where did this take place? Uh, in Bumpup, Texas, actually. Oh, uh, interesting. In the, deep, in the deep south, right there. So the it's a very parts. relatable movie for you? Yeah. Oh. Every time someone said, hey, city boy, why are you filming on your camera? I was like, same, dude. <laughs> I feel you. That uh, happens about three times. Uh, I believe it. Uh, oh, jeez, what else? Also, the ending is balls. God, I've, real letdown. I've, I've watched a lot more movies than I remember. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to, like, shoot off three. I'm going to... Did I mention Fugitive last time I talked here? And, and Rambo, right? I think so. Yeah, definitely yeah. peppered in like four too many men in black jokes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, also watched Rambo 2, or Rambo First Blood Part 2, or whatever it's called. Uh, I watched it just for Julia Nixon, and honestly, they made her do a stupid accent that she didn't even have, so that was kind of boring. Honestly, I think the first one's better. But I'll get to Rambo 3 one of these days. Uh, and I also watched uh, Universal Soldier. It's got Jean-Claude oh, yes. Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Uh, this is a Dolph Lundgren movie. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme's the protagonist, but this is a Dolph Lundgren movie. I mean, he's just going nuts here. I'm so happy you finally got to experience that. I don't know what took me so long. I did not see the director's cut. I saw the uh, regular Christian version, but oh man, Dolph Lundgren. I gotta tell you, I was like, now I gotta seek him out, don't I? Nah, not really. I guess not. Uh, you have anything else? I watched a movie from a couple years ago called Creep that was on Netflix. I think I wrote a review for it way back when. That's a possibility. It still holds up. It's very small. It's like written and directed and stars two people. It's like 70 minutes long. Found footage again because you can make that for like $100. It's alright. It's not amazing, but you could do way worse for Halloween. Well, speaking of short and still holding up, I also watched The Iron Giant. I love that movie. Oh, no. That's that Did you cry? No. No, I didn't. See, yeah, me neither. I, yeah, I... No. <laughs> Who would cry for a movie like this? It's absolutely not. History. Uh, I gotta tell you, that movie is so much more relatable than I remembered. Think about it. The kid who's slightly young for his grade, got brown hair, and he's always drawing pictures and watching, you know, shitty sci-fi horror movies on TV, uh, and, you know, living in this sort of, like, suburban rural area. Yeah, uh... Kind of, kind of, really relatable. Uh, every single second of that movie, in fact. So, I, you know, one of the other things that I like about it so much is like the the antagonist, uh, Kent Mansley, I believe. A great voice actor. Whoever was doing that actor was just doing a phenomenal job, and he's really funny. I like it when the antagonist is funnier than the protagonist. You know, because like I'm not saying I'm on his side. How could you possibly be? Because he's he's kind of crazy, but. Boy, he's he's funny, you know. He's 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 a really funny guy, and uh, you gotta love Vin Diesel's incredible performance. You know, just you know, demanding that he's not just going to you know say his lines in a robot voice like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's no, he's going to try to actually act with the role. Yeah, I spent about fifteen years wishing Vin Diesel would just take me away from my life. So I definitely connect with that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's time to begin another segment. Uh, this is a new one here. Uh, we decided that the new segment will take a, you know, I guess you're just going to pepper it into uh, for pot shots at me. Uh, this, You'll know. Yeah. You'll know what it happens. This segment is called Chris is Back on His Bullshit. Uh, so remember last week we talked about that one movie. I don't remember the name of it. It was uh, it had like those five people in the woods and... 
Um, it, they also, they lived in a cabin and they, it was like presented as a horror, maybe a little bit of sci-fi, but really ultimately it was a comedy. I'm not going to walk. It's also called Gravity Falls. Uh, Gravity Falls oh is this God. fantastic cartoon that was made for Disney XD, I think like back in 2010 or something like that. And it's got five people. You got like uh, Dipper and his sister Mabel. And there's like an older girl who works there whose name I forget. And this guy named Suze who works with them. And their great uncle. And like they, they all have like their little adventures in the summer camp. And it's kind of presented like a kid's X-Files, except it's a lot better. And... Uh, in all seriousness, this is a really funny show. I, I was surprised at uh, how well set up it is. Uh, the character of Mabel is just a really well-written female character. Like she's she's got like that goofy, funny sense of humor. You know, like honestly, you don't see that enough. And I, I like the way that's portrayed. It's it's a very positive show. I, I think that again, the writing is just spot on. The acting's pretty good too. Uh, I've heard that it gets even like a little bit deeper and there's like these like these little secrets in the show that if you watch really hard you can like sort of uncover these secrets. I think that's really cool. So um, I'm about like midway through season one and uh, I don't know if I can squeeze out a nice thick recommendation here for you but uh, you know I, I bet if I keep on watching I'll be able to give you a more definitive one here. I'm just happy that you being back on your bullshit didn't hurt me physically like I assumed it would. So that one wasn't quite as uh, intense as you thought it would be? Oh, there's more. No. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, thank God. When he said this one, oh, my no. whole body tensed up like, no, no, no. No, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping I'll have one next week, although I kind of doubt it. It'll just be like a... Just, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a regular segment because that'll be like, oh, jeez. Well, we said that we were going to go watch Justice League, but instead Chris watched Citizen Kane again or something like that. So, uh, Back up my bullshit, watching Metropolis and falling asleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't think that this is going to lead anywhere, you know, too bullshitty. Like, I'm not going to start watching Steven Universe or anything. No, it's great, because now I can see all of these Rick and Morty Gravity Falls theories. <laughs> Aren't you happy? Mm, that's You did this. I've seen like one episode of Rick and Morty, and it was the first one. I think it's pretty good, but boy, it's like something something about like the fans being a little bit too pushy. But it's not like we know anyone who's a fan of anything who's pushed it relentlessly on other people. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Let me just take a moment to update your content calendar for the rest of the year. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, King guys, we we're sponsored Mongeo by WayForward, who made the Shantae series. And if you want, no, I'm just kidding. Dude, his suspension's up next week. Are you excited? <laughs> Every time until you stop. Now I'm just thinking of that. Uh, what was that episode from uh, Frisky Dingo where, he, where he's like trying to name his potential vice president? He goes, Roxanne, the real Roxanne, Roxanne Shante, Philip! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that show. <laughs> More than Gravity Falls? Uh, yeah, it's honestly not even close. Uh, like fucking that, you know, Frisky Dingo is one of the shows that like I can watch like any single day and I'll still laugh, you know. Call, call it, a, call it a, a, a citizen overpass from Mexico to Canada. Call it the Spick Span. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me. I've been watching Archer in like three seasons now. I wonder if it's still any good. Oh, for me, it's been like what season are they even on? Like 110 or something like that. I haven't watched it since Feels season like two it. and a half. That's probably fair. It's good. I'm, I mean, I, I like what I saw, but 
I just can't, you know, bother myself to get back into it. I, I, I've got other things to do, you know? I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's fine, but uh, I don't know. I got, you know, other stuff. Very busy falling asleep watching witch movies from the 1920s. Oh, come on. Can I get, like, a little break? I only slept for, like, six hours anyway. I was working on Content that. waits for no man. I haven't even watched any Gravity Falls today or yesterday. Wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> Back on your bullshit so, again, I see. So, I've been six months sober, and, you know... <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, shall, shall we dive into Kingsman 2? First of all, it's like, I, I don't think we need to recap Kingsman 1, but uh, the, your memories of Kingsman 1 are positive, right? Yeah, Kingsman 1 is great. Hey, Chris, what did you like about Kingsman 2? <laughs> I dare you. Uh, before I do that, let me talk a little bit about <laughs> Kingsman 1. I, I, I saw Kingsman in South Korea, which... I don't know if you know, but I, I lived in South Korea for a little bit. Um, I am aware. Mm-hmm, yeah, and... I watched it. I really liked it. Uh, there wasn't any Elton John in it, though. So, you know, room for improvement. I liked it enough that I bought it for a Blu-ray. Uh, I bought it for my dad on Blu-ray. And I'm pretty sure he liked it a lot. Because he watched it more than once. And he is not he is not really one for, like, solid media. Like, we used to watch VHSs all the time. But once it got to DVDs and Blu-rays, and you had to, like, change the disc and get up and go over to the stinking thing and insert a new disc. I think he was just like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not about that. So he just watches his garbage on uh, Amazon Prime. But he did want to rewatch that one. And he, and he specifically wanted to rewatch it with my mom. Because uh, he just really liked that movie so much. I was like, yeah, this is better than most James Bond movies, right? Uh, I still feel that way. I still feel it's better than every single James Bond movie with the possible, possible exception of From Russia with Love. Yeah, I just never really got James Bond. Like, I like the Daniel, well, half of the Daniel Craig ones, because, <laughs> wow, it's, oh, it's real up and down. There's, there's a couple yeah, bad just ones. Never, I, I mean, Sky I grew up with the Pierce Brosnan ones, and you want to talk about a fun movie to watch when you're, like, 11 and 12, it's all of those. But other than that, it never really did anything for me. Yeah, I gotta admit, there's, there's... You know, I used to really like James Bond's ones. I really liked the the old ones too. I remember watching the old ones with my dad and just having a blast because, like, that that's the best thing like to do with a dad when you're really young is have him explain like cool stuff to you, like, oh, he's gonna do this because of this or whatever like that. Uh, I gotta tell you, some of them don't hold up. I really am not into Goldfinger at all. Uh, I... Daddy, what's a pussy galore? Poor <laughs> thing. Never watched Bond growing up. <laughs> watched all three Austin Powers with my family about a hundred times each. I'm a very broken individual. I have to admit, a lot uh, of lot of questions I have for my parents. Well, I think we can say the King- hey guys, what the fuck? I, I think we can say that Kingsman One does a much better pastiche of the James Bond series than the Austin Powers movies do, right? I mean, no one gets in a fat suit and threatens to eat a midget, <laughs> so I guess. Yeah, but I mean I, that and the fact that uh, Austin Powers is also very much like the the Mike Myers. We are just trying to be a comedy here. We're not really trying to do too much of the James Bond thing, you know. Oh, you mean like the Golden Circle? So, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, we we uh, yesterday or last week after the Cabin in the Woods podcast that you know it's a great movie. It's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen in my life. You, not me, decided, hey, let's watch Kingsman too. Because it's in theaters. It was that or Mother. So I guess you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Or Lego Ninjago. I mean, we can play this game. I I can't go into that theater. It's going to be kids. uh, It's just me alone with my beard, breathing heavily because of my (laughs) sleep apnea. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 
So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go watch it. Alamo Drafthouse, best theater you could possibly watch anything. They're already sold out of the whiskey glasses, but hey, I, I'm not really a whiskey guy, more of a rum fella. So I go in there and uh, sit down, and I missed most of the, like, before the credits sort of thing, but they did do one thing I want to talk about. I know we're delaying talk about it. It's already been, like, 20 minutes before we actually talk about the sticking movie, but uh, they got Mark Hamill. Right? Mark Hamill, uh, you may have heard of him. He's an actor, I think. And uh, he, you dare say Star Trek, don't you fucking... I, I, I can't, because it would kind of ruin the joke here. Uh, oh, it's not a good joke. You're, you're not going to be happy. Uh, it's he's, Am I ever on here? No, that's a good point. It's whenever you cause me pain, the news segments. Uh, it's, <laughs> so he's doing like, a, you know, before the movie starts, they always do the, like, a turn off your cell phones, or else this will happen to you. It's really funny. I swear, no matter what movie I've seen, no matter how dour or dark or depressing or stupid or insulting, Transformers 5 really just comes to mind, no matter what, that little before the movie starts thing where it says, turn off your cell phones or else you'll end up like this guy. And and he's like getting run over by a car or something like that. At least 10 people in the theater laugh. Unless it's just me and someone else, in which case I laugh. But like someone always laughs at that it's always really well done and i always like it i always have a good time with that little segment for this one they have mark hamill mark hamill shows up on screen at the age he's uh how old now 70 or something like that i'm not gonna check at least my god he is an old man uh yeah he just turned 70 yesterday or something didn't he oh no i think really recently wait no i I think you're thinking of stephen king turned 70 recently uh we'll get to that nobody in a bit but mark hamill's uh there and he's saying hi I'm Mark Hamill. As soon as he says those words, I'm Mark Hamill, half the theater gasped in awe. They're just like, Mark Hamill. And I was I was just, honestly, I was really happy. I was really happy. It was like, finally, a guy like him gets the respect that he deserves. Everyone talks about like Harrison Ford from the Star Wars movies or like, they'll just show a character like, oh, it's, it's the Wookiee or... Uh, <laughs> Chewbacca. I have to think of it. Or, Hi, I'm Anthony Daniels. Or you might remember me. Or, or like the uh, or Darth Vader or something like that. And they'll just be like, Darth Vader. I know who that is. But no, he's just like I'm Mark Hamill. And people were just like, Oh yes, uh, thank you, our savior sort of thing. I was like, You know what? He's a really good actor. And he deserves that kind of respect. And then he says, almost insultingly, as if like we don't already know, I played Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, and I played the Joker in the Batman animated series. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's so nice. Maybe he has a cameo role in Kingsman 2. Then I forgot that he his head exploded in Kingsman 1. Uh, anyway, uh, he's like, I'm partnering up with Alamo Drafthouse to tell you that you need to turn off your cell phones before the movie. And at some point, I don't remember what the context was, he started doing the Joker voice. Because he still voices the Joker in like the games and, and stuff like that. Look... Mark Hamill is my favorite Joker growing up. He still is my favorite Joker. He can't do the Joker voice anymore. He can't. He, he just straight up can't. Because I'm, I can't. I can't do it myself. I can't do a very good impression. But I can do an impression of what he does right now because it's something like, uh, "Well, howdy, you need to deliver the antidote," and it's just like the the really like like scratchy, growly. I'm seventy years old and playing the Joker voice. It it doesn't so work. He should pass the torch to Jared Leto. Then is it time? Chris, you're not talking. Did the, did the call drop? Why is it quiet? Fuck it. Are you there? Fuck you. Anyway, uh, then he he ruined the whole experience by saying, you know, don't talk to your cell phone or text or stuff. It bothers other people. I'm like, right on. And he says, 
And if you do talk or text during the movie, I'll send in an army of Jedi Jokers armed with lightsabers and laughing gas to kill you. And I'm just like... I know what those are. (laughs) And people were like, you know, doing like the seal clap, like, remember, because it's Star Wars. And then I was just like, okay, and then it ended. And uh, we're not going to talk about the previews because you apparently got better ones than I did. Imagine your surprise when that joke was funnier than anything in Kingsman 2. Uh, well, first things first, uh, little question for you. you. You and I both watched. You watched it before I did. Uh, question before we go any further. Is Elton John in this movie? I think it's like a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Okay, well, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, we'll revisit that later. Uh, now, we have this opening action scene, and it's really... Uh, Honestly, I'm 50-50 on it. Because I like the way that it was choreographed. I like how quick it is. Like, bang, bang, bang. They're going to do this. He's fighting that guy from the original movie. Which, it's like, hey, that guy from the original movie. Whose name? I don't remember. Uh, basically playing, like, the Barry role from Archer, a cartoon that's really good. And, uh, and you right, know, actually. Yeah, and they're, you know, they're fighting. And uh, he's got the robot arm. And they're in the car. And they're going all around and stuff like that. Here's why I'm 50-50. As much as I like that action, did that look really really fake to you by that action did you mean all action because this movie looks like dog shit yeah i what is going on how what, the budget must have been like several hundred million dollars right uh i'll be pulling up here uh, on the spot <laughs> I, it has to be at least a hundred million dollars going into you would hope so considering i've seen this trailer in every movie since fucking february well, that's that's advertising some money behind it yeah that's advertising boy I, I do not think i've seen a single movie this year without this trailer in front of it no matter what whether it be for kids some comic book horse shit or something like dunkirk i see this in front of everything well i mean in the trailer do you ever see uh elton john no, he must not be in the movie very much. Oh, well, I mean, we'll... we'll Channing Tatum probably is, though, because he's all over those fucking trailers. <laughs> uh, I think Channing Tatum is in the movie, but as for Elton John, I guess we'll get to that later. We're, we can't really say. Have you found that budget yet? <laughs> IMDb stopped loading. Uh, $104 million, that's it. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought it would have been, Boy. like, you know, a couple... It must have been that all-star million. cast that's not in the fucking movie. Well, yeah, I mean, they pulled out, like, Halle Berry, Channing Tatum, Colin Firth. Jeff Bridges just kind of like, Jeff hey guys, Bridges. I'm here. All right, bye. That was Jeff Bridges, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I, sure I can was. tell with his fucking voice. Uh, and also, apparently, cameo appearance by Elton John. So, uh, there's that too. Um, but, uh, you know, as I, I watch it, I gotta admit, like, yeah, the effects, especially at the beginning, that's when they were really noticeably bad. I was just like, that's not Eggsy fighting. That is a computer amalgamation of him, you know? Just it, it, every single time I watch, it's just like that's not him though. It's it's it, that's a computer. It's it's all fake, and I didn't feel that way during the original. Yeah, like in that opening scene, I wasn't out, I wasn't checked out, but I was already like, oh, I don't care what's happening because it looks like garbage. And I know he's not gonna die, like obviously. So I have no stakes in this whatsoever. Yeah, I don't care. That's a Let's good point. On. But I, I will say this, though. You saw it well before I did, and uh, the buzz coming from your end was not particularly strong. This might be the first time in literally years that I've ever just gotten up to go take a piss. Like, I always hold it. Oh, yeah, me too. But it was like an hour and a half in. I can't even remember the scene, to be honest. But I think someone just said something, and I just looked over and went, I'll be right back, and just left for about five minutes. <laughs> 
And then I came back, and there was still an hour of movie left. Oh, boy. In what world is this movie not an hour and 40 minutes? Yeah, this this is a long one, folks. Uh, we, we might have quite a bit to talk about here. Now, going in, you and I have agreed almost one-to-one on nearly everything that we've watched. This is one where I kept waiting for that moment of, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, to come in. Uh, I have to admit, for much of the second and third act, I had my head in my hands, uh, just just going like, oh, would you get on with it? But I also did that for It, and I liked It. I didn't love it, but, you know. Um, but, you know, moving on, they have that scene, and uh, the, movie, the movie works, you know, kind of quickly for having a runtime of two and a half fucking hours. It's set to work right away, killing off my second favorite character from the first movie, Roxy. Why did they do that? Hey, why'd they murder a dog for no reason? Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. Already which, over it. Oh, Already out of this movie. Oh, no, it's, it's it's okay that they murdered that dog because they just got him a new one. Because it's like the same, right? God, there's so much to bounce around with of how much I hate this movie. It's okay. Yeah, we I, honestly, because most of my notes here is, is I, I took a whole lot of notes during the movie. They're not positive. Uh, I think the only one I, I, I wrote was like waiting for it's like I'm waiting for like the especially bad moment. The one that's sort of like, you know, you know, nail right in the hand is like this is a bad movie that I'm watching. This is a failure. Uh, but yeah, Roxy's not in this. So, you know, fuck me then. Right. Uh, he's still with his uh, girlfriend who's a Swedish girl. What's what's her country? I don't know, but hey, you remember that one-off joke from the end of the first movie about anal sex? How could I forget? Guess what? That's the emotional crutch of this movie. Because why not? Yeah, okay. Here, Whatever. This this is a really, really uh, important question for me, because it's like, that anal sex joke was very funny in the first movie. <laughs> I don't know why Your I'm dad saying... thought so, too, apparently. <laughs> Evidently. It was just like, yeah, I gotta see that again. Your dad <laughs> loves two things, butt-fucking and standing for the pledge. <laughs> It's uh, the anthem. Are different. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm probably both. Uh, listen, if you're not moving your hips like yeah when you're listening to Party in the USA, then Jesus you're not a patriot. Christ. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, so he goes to like this music festival, right? I'll, I'm, I know I'm skipping far ahead, but I, I do want to talk about this because it's kind of caught in my craw, and he, his mission is. Boy, this sounds so stupid now that I have to say it out loud. He has to wear a finger condom, and he has to stick his finger up a woman's vagina because... Wait, what's the reason? That's the joke, everybody. That's it. That's the tracking device joke. Oh, there's a tracking device. fingers abroad, and it takes like ten goddamn minutes. Yeah, anyway. Isn't that funny? Anyway, yeah, so he, he goes there, right? Take that, you stupid cheating whore. I shove someone in your vagina without you knowing you dumb blonde bitch yeah. hey matt are you okay dude <laughs> mr vaughn do you want to talk <laughs> so apparently matt vaughn's not really good at writing female characters all right we have three different movies going on here uh we're just gonna kill these characters off anyways i can't be bothered to write something for roxy oh yeah she was like one of my favorite characters the first one just yeah fuck her right no all right yeah. so the emotional crutch this is stupid woman with her dumb king and queen parents so you remember how james bond and you've you've seen a james bond movie before he's never really tied down to one woman with the possible arguable exception of miss money penny uh and he's just kind of like jet setting around whatever not tied down to anyone 
here he has a girlfriend who's also royalty, which is, you know, exactly what a super secret agent needs. And he tells her, look, honey, I'm going to have... I don't know why he could just tell her, look, there's a tracking device. There's, like, you know, stuff going on here. I'm going to have to finger her. I'm going to have to diddler her doodler. And she's just like, ah, well, I'm not into that at all. And at some point, he's like, look, it'll just be five minutes. I'll be right out. And uh, she's like, oh, don't... You know, don't insult yourself. I know it can last longer than that. People in the audience gasped. They're just like, oh no, they're Dude, breaking same here. up. I couldn't fucking believe I, it. I, I was looking around like, really? You were invested in that relationship? I will give all of you $1,000 if you can tell me that woman's name. And they just said it. Exactly. Like, who I, could possibly care? I know. People People gave a shit about that. They're just like, oh no, I wanted to see them together at the end of the movie. Like, fucking really? What? I what started f- looking around like, Am I the asshole? Yeah, is it me? That's 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 me. That's that's exactly what I was doing. It's just like, wait, wait, did I miss like a movie in between these where it shows them actually growing as a couple? <laughs> There's no two in this title. Did I miss like some fucking motion comic or something? What is happening? Uh, honestly, I would have been kind of insulted if she had just. I mean, I I don't know if I would have been insulted, but the fact that she just buys him another pug, just like, oh yeah, yeah. how dare you? Don't fucking speak to me. Listen, you can't just replace my dog. Yeah. Mi- oh, by the way, Mister Pickle. That's funny. That's a, mm, there's a, it's a name for a pet boy. I guess if we're talking about Austin Powers, this is truly the gold member of this fucking franchise. My well, God. that's the podcast for you guys. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that so that girl. So he has to, he has to finger the girl and stop the tracking device. Anyway, at, at one point, uh, he says, "Oh." Uh, give me a second. I gotta take a leak before I do this. And she says, "If you want, you could do it on me." Just like so, they they take the anal sex joke, right? And they just decide, what can we do that's even more foul than that? Just like take it a step above. It, the, the joke didn't work because it was really like obscene. That joke worked because of the timing. It's just like in in that moment, just like, oh, hey, uh, tell you what, you save the world. You can fuck me in the ass, dude. And like, totally cool. Dude. <laughs> just plow me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get all up my goody gumdrop factory, buddy. Just fucking pump and dump. Yeah, they're just like, oh, if you want, you can do it on me. And uh, I have to admit, the the audience didn't laugh there. They're just like, oh, oh, what, 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 what kind of movie are we watching here? You know? So yeah, there uh, were a lot of children in my theater. It was very uncomfortable. Where, where were there children in your theater? The movie's rated R. That's a great question. Yeah, well... I didn't ask their parents because I'm not allowed that close to children. Uh, well, I also wouldn't, you know, speak to a parent anyway. They have nothing interesting to say. So, jeez. Exactly. Uh, so, that scene actually... I hope the kids enjoy that x-ray fingering scene, I guess. Oh, yeah. That... Oh, God. Now you think, but you missed uh, the best part about having a tracker. Is that she's the girlfriend of the guy from the first movie. But don't worry. That stupid cheating whore gets murdered later. With a smile on her Vaughan. face. That's the worst part about it. Is, is is she's like, oh, you know, thank goodness, you know, just that boom. Hey, Matthew Vaughn, is everything cool? Are you all right, man? Is he is he married? I don't Google it. I maybe it's like better <laughs> do, if we do don't. Do you want to talk about something? Do you want to talk it out? Because <laughs> we got some things going on here. But you know, we, we skipped far ahead. That's not. I, I don't know that I would say that's in the second act. Yeah, it's definitely second act. This plot takes three hours and it still makes no sense we, and doesn't matter. We, we have to get to the setup, right? So, uh, Kingsman this is this really cool, like, secret agency, like, secret society. It takes place in, like, a tailor. And they all dress really nice. They have, like, cool weapons and stuff like that. And then they all get blown to smithereens because the robot arm hacked the car computer. And everyone gets shot dead, including, again, Roxy and the kid's pug. 
and one of his friends. Uh, oh yeah, that scene where uh, he's with that girl's parents and he's like acting kind of weird because of, like the glasses and stuff like that. Uh, no resolution. Uh, just you know, because th but their relationship is so strong that we're going to empathize with them, no matter what they go through. So well, that joke's over. Goodbye. Yeah, you know, it's just oh yeah, it's funny. It's to, oh no 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 no. Everyone is dead. We just blew up an entire building here, and all those other people at the table are dead. So uh, anyway, hey, remember how much he loved the first movie and how we took all this time like setting up this whole world we didn't know existed with all these people and all that. Yeah. So we go to Kentucky. Right. You know, it's important that you say that we go to Kentucky. Kentucky is it's its own state in the United States, right? I then do believe so. Do One would say no they should be their own country. Here? It's, it's really fucking bugs me. Because, like, is Matthew Vaughn British or American? Oh, he is hella British. Oh, he, Can you tell? Do you think he thinks highly of us? Oh, evidently he doesn't. That remind. Oh, thank God you reminded me because I gotta write this one down here. I gotta. Oh, I gotta, don't worry. I have the president written for you, friend. Oh, uh, well, there's more than that. Holy shit! Oh, there's more than that. That was a really good scene. How, how did they introduce Kentucky by singing "Take Me Home, Country Roads" by John Denver, a song where he literally sings about West fucking Virginia. And don't worry if you don't catch it the first time; you'll have four more chances. It's, you know, you know. I know I'm getting worked up about it. I, I, I know that it's just like, oh, it's like it's not about West Virginia; it's about you know the country sort of area in general. No, fucking fuck put you. the movie there. Yeah, exactly. Just put it in West Virginia. No one's gonna fucking notice. West Virginia, Kentucky, might as well be the same place to me, unless you actually sing the words in a song. Because there's no excuse. There really, there's no excuse for a fucking mistake like that. I'm, you want me to make a mistake with like London and what's what's another place in Britain? Burbank? <laughs> Fuck you, fine. Ireland. <laughs> uh, so, like, it'd be like confusing Budapest and London, you know? Could... Oh, wait, no, Budapest. And... I hope you keep all of this. No, I, I'm definitely keeping all of this. I'm doing this intentionally. Yes. I have to admit, I'm, come on, I'm not that dumb. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Same. Anyway, it'd be like confusing London and Liverpool, okay? That's, you know, I, I did I have to I search. I don't know what that is. It, it's where the Beatles are from. Everyone talks like this on... Anyway, uh... So they go there, and uh, we're introduced to uh, probably the second best character in the movie. My favorite character is Merlin. I just, I, I just want to put that out there. I fucking love Merlin. Uh, we're introduced to Channing Tatum. Uh, before we go any further about Channing Tatum, though, it's an important question. Is Elton John in this movie? You know what? I'm fl flipping through my notes. I don't see him. I, I must have been laughing too hard when he was on screen. I probably forgot to write it down. He, he was, I'm like pretty sure he was in it. So Elton John's in this movie too. But more importantly, we got Channing Tatum. He's like this kind of cowboy. He's got like a cowboy hat. And like, he, he's, it turns out he's also a secret agent. And uh, they brew whiskey in Kentucky for their little, it's called the Statesman. See, it's funny because like states, because they're in the United States. And Kingsman, because they operate under a queen. Oh. Um, Fuck! And, I love satire. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, it's it's really cutting right to the heart of American politics and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, has he ever been to America in his life? By the way, because evidently Jesus, not. That's how you fucking idiots talk, right? Y'all dress like this is big belt buckles. Well, speaking of, and I do. I'm wearing a ten gallon hat right so now. So they meet Jeff Bridges. That's just because of my elephant tied head. <laughs> they, they meet Jeff Bridges, who's like. Uh, just at this point, I think they just put Jeff Bridges in a costume, and he's just mumbling his way through the whole movie. Hey guys, this is a statesman. We make whiskey. All right, bye, movie. <laughs> Great, that's a wrap on Jeff Bridges, everyone. <laughs> put him on the fucking poster. <laughs> he was in the movie less than Channing Tatum, who uh, you know we love Channing Tatum, right? 
Who doesn't? Who, he yeah. elevates if, if you literally don't look everything. Too, you guys gotta get the right fucking. When he here. popped up in Hateful Eight, I was so excited. Oh, exactly. Alex was right because they didn't tell you ahead of time. Because James like, great. Surprise! That. He, this movie's now a star better. Yeah, he's he's even better in uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Channing Tatum can do. At, he, hell, he was good in Magic Mike, but look, he can do whatever he wants. Exactly, to me, and, and, and that's it's just on the table. And when I say he can do whatever he wants, I I, I think I once said that about Park Chan Wook, that uh, director from South Korea, where I was just like, just give him a money bag and let him direct whatever he wants. I, I mean it in a slightly different way for uh, for Channing Tatum. He can genuinely act and pretty much pull off any performance. You know, you could put him on, say, Murder on the Orient Express, and he could probably pull off any one of those characters really well. Uh, so he's in the movie, and then he gets uh, incapacitated. Yeah, so we, uh, thanks we move for your on. one scene, best character in the movie. Yeah, I, my exact knows. Who wouldn't want to see a whole movie of Channing Tatum as a spy? God fucking damn well, it. Well, it's not like he's physically fit or, you know, has really good comedic timing or anything like Why that. Why does he so. get to look like that and have the best timing? Dustin was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. Uh, anyway, they just stick him in a fucking bed and we never see him again for the rest of the movie. Uh, Colin Firth is in it, but he has amnesia and they snap him out of it. And Oh my god, you want to talk about the moment that made me hate it? As soon as you say retrograde amnesia, I want to leave my seat. You, Every movie ever, no exceptions. I have to admit, whenever I saw the trailer, I, I, I didn't actually look at it. I, so you said there were a lot of stars on it. I was just like, yeah, sure there were. I, I, I didn't actually look to see who was in it. I just saw Kingsley 2. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to see it anyway. Content. Uh, I didn't notice that Colin Firth was on it. So they bring him back, and I have to admit, as soon as I saw him, I was just like, it's a robot, right? Or like a hallucination, or hologram, or, or his twin brother. Oh, no. It's way cooler than that. They can resurrect people from a headshot. With nary a scar to be found. No, it's in fact, it's fucking nothing. It's, it's, it's just like, oh, he's not as good of a shot as he once was anymore. Hey, we just healed him. Consequences don't exist, but also the characters you like are dead for no reason. Yeah, Fuck you, it's a movie. Really Whatever. Why have rules in your universe? Honestly, one of the best parts of the original movie is where... Spoilers, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. Uh, it's it's one of the moments where like Samuel L. Jackson kills uh, Colin Firth in the first movie. Shoots him right dead in the fucking eye. And... That, that's both tragic because you're like, holy shit, that's character that I love. He's dead. This That really solidifies Samuel L. Jackson as a bad guy. And it's also really funny because Samuel L. Jackson's reaction is really funny. Him dying is the whole point of everything in that movie. Yeah, well. Like, everything he does from then on is to, like, honor his memory. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, fuck it. We undid it because we could. So they go. Up, whatever. So they go up there and they're like, "Okay, uh, so we're the statesmen. We're going to team up with the Kingsmen and we'll bring down this uh, this evil drug trade." Now, uh, the drug trade. There's a woman with red hair. Uh, what is that actress's name? I have a question for you about Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. Uh, what is she doing? Uh, answer: Elton John is in this movie. Oh, uh, what is she doing? Uh, she is. What is her delivery? What is any of it? Why is she doing ASMR? Well, what but in a movie? <laughs> What the fuck is happening? Whatever she was doing, she was doing a whole lot of it, and she was doing it on purpose. Take the red pill, soft-spoken, lightly tapping. (laughs) But for real, whatever she was doing it, boy, she was doing it. Uh, Is that a good performance or a terrible performance? 
I can't call it good because that didn't. It's a performance. Oh she's yeah, doing something. She, she is acting. Uh, she is she is acting because I do not think anyone actually talks like that. But um, uh, boy, the, did like the second unit director just film this in a weekend? Because boy, you want to talk about someone filming their scenes in a weekend? So uh, all right, you're just gonna stay in this one set for all your scenes, and then we're done. So I I got the I think I uh, I got a couple notes from production. I, I heard uh, what her direction was. Her direction was yeah, talk like a '50s housewife. Uh, there's no, there's nothing old, actually the after that. It's just talk like a '50s housewife. Hey, what if everything looked like a, the 1950s? Yeah. Uh, Go. But also there's robots. Because you know what's really fun in action scenes? Fighting robots. That, oh, yeah, thank That's you That's visually that appealing and interesting and has stakes of things I care about. You know, you're already well at work on convincing me that this wasn't anywhere near as inoffensive you as You sound into it. You have a lot of good defenses so far. Uh, I, I don't know that I sound into it. I... You know, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, you know, it's not that bad. Anyway, she has robots. Uh, also, she stuffs a guy into a meat grinder. Um, I gotta tell you, I was expecting uh, a lot worse from that. that was, everyone was like, Ugh, and then they like he eats, uh, eats the guy, the burger guy, you know. And everyone's like, oh no, don't do it. That was a guy before. And I was just like, really? Because I've seen worse in South Park. I, that burger looked good as hell. Let's be honest. Uh, with each other. Yeah, it was kind of. I, I was very hungry. Honestly, I, did, I wanted to go to the Alamo, and they were sold out. Nope, shout so out. I was you, already you like, hungry. Well, okay, just another part of the movie that you liked more than I did. Moving on. Uh, There's the one. Yeah, the one scene you really liked that burger. <laughs> oh. I wanted to fucking eat that burger and be anywhere but that theater. Speaking of, I went to Alamo. I, I got the baked pretzel. I asked them for two quesos instead of, oh, the, the, instead of the fucking I spit mustard. all day excited about that goddamn pretzel, and then they were sold out. I'm mad all over again. I, I really just can't go to a theater without that pre- you know maybe it was the theater anyway uh my fucking dander is up chris i gotta tell you so it, it was one of those things where it's like if the villain had surprised me in some way maybe i would have liked her more uh but she was like oh i need people to follow my orders and do what i tell them to uh kill that guy it was just like so you're really are just going like every james bond villain ever because like that's that's not really a parody that's just i am a james bond villain you know, it's okay, well. You see, she's a huge like drug lord mm-hmm. who has drugs all over the world. Yeah, but she's poisoned them and she's holding everyone hostage. Chris, what are her motivations? Uh, she she uh, wants to be a legitimate businessman, businesswoman. Doesn't that sound awesome, you guys? Yeah, she she's see what she is is she's really jealous that she's not on the Fortune 500 because she sells cocaine and marijuana and heroin and stuff like that. And she thinks it's not fair, because she's also rich. But she has to hide out in some her own little dream, because she's already fucking rich. Like, do you really need to be in a magazine? Two hours and 20 minutes. And there's your villain, folks. You know, we really should just explicitly state what her performance is. Her performance is just like, yeah, so the movie wasn't quite as good as I would have liked, and I think that I could have spent my money better elsewhere. Thank you. So you said Merlin's your favorite character, right? Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, can you give me one reason why he died and what that had to do with anything? Oh, or how well, it I, th- I thought we were going to get to that a little bit later, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, we can edit around it and go back. That's fine. I don't want to edit. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just... Actually, I can just, you know, cut that. Okay. Because my notes are all over the place. Yeah, there'll be an edit point. For they me came to, to me in the shower angrily. 
<laughs> oh boy. I, I, uh, it was tough for me to write my notes in the thing. Okay, uh, getting back to it. So, yeah, anyway, there's this Julianne Moore, because, wait, what, what was her character's name? I don't. I just called what? her. I just called uh, her red-haired lady. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, they're like, "Yeah, we got to take her out." I don't care. So I'm not going to look it up. We're, well, let's cut back to the statesman office. I guess they're in like that wooden office, and this is the most Texas ass shit I've ever seen in my life. They're dressed like as cowboys. I, I'm just thinking of two things here. First thing I'm thinking of is that King of the Hill scene where where Hank's try. He puts on a cowboy hat. He looks at me and goes, <laughs> "I look like a jackass." Uh, that that's exactly what was going on for every character who wore a cowboy hat can you imagine if they made Halle Berry wear a cowboy hat uh could you imagine if they had her do anything no she was really useful she unlocked the door cool and she also almost drowned uh Colin Firth oh yeah yeah fuck this movie that yeah you see that went really well remember that really great scene from the first movie uh here it is again and it's nowhere near as cool because nothing happens that's at all similar to the first movie anyway it all i have a question for you about the statesman go for it when channing tatum had one scene and then disappeared and was replaced from some schmuck from game of thrones how did you not want to just punch everyone on your way out of the theater? Because uh, how fucking dare you? I, I, <laughs> that's a good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> but I have to admit that the way that he's presented, he just says, perhaps that could be of some assistance. Or he, he probably says something else, but I, I was only barely listening to the movie. Uh, he, he has this black mustache. And uh, I kept I looking at it, The way that the camera presented him, it presented him in, I like to call it uh, Robert Rodriguez vision. It it, oh, it, it takes this really big shot of him, and it's just like, yeah, it's me, folks. Wink to the camera sort of thing. It, like, they do the same sort of thing in, like, the in, um, the Spy Kids movies. They'll be like, yeah, we got, I don't know, the Ricardo Montalban. Uncle Machete. You know? Like, yeah, fuck it, we got Danny Machete. Danny Trejo would have been an infinitely better choice for this dude. Oh, he absolutely. Well, I mean, can we say that about every role? Thank you. You're not wrong. Because yeah. uh, he will take every role. <laughs> My point being is that it shows him in this light, and I start blanking. I'm just like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I know who that is. He, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm like blanking on that guy's name, and I'm like, oh, the heck? he was a fucking uh, uh, Matt Dillon. I'm just like, okay, fine. Who, who is it? And I have to wait for you to tell me after the movie that he was in The Great Wall and Game of Thrones, which I have never watched. So. Point. Yeah, it took me two days later to look at him and go, oh, I just saw you and Matt Damon fight monsters. I had, I had no idea who that guy is, and I still don't know his name, and I don't care. I'm not going to look it up. Uh, but regardless, I, I I have to admit, the entire time I was just like, who is that guy? It's like, that mustache really just hides his whole face or something like that for me? I have no idea. But when he wore that cowboy hat, and Jeff Bridges wore the cowboy hat, and Channing Tatum wore the cowboy hat, they're all up in their little cowboy hat office, have you people at home ever seen the 1994 family classic North? I'm so starring, fucking angry. You made me watch that clip. Starring Bruce Willis and Elijah Wood. It is one of the worst movies ever made. That's not just me saying it. I remember, you know, it was, it was Roger Ebert wrote a uh, review of something like, I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated every single simpering, idiotic moment audience insulting iota of this movie i hated the implied uh notion that anyone would ever think to be entertained by this movie it's pretty bad it is honestly i don't even know if i would call it good bad but it's like 
awe-inspiring bad. It's one of those you're just like, holy shit, how was this made? One of the reasons that people hate the movie so much, and, and rightfully so, is the stereotypes. There's a really offensive stereotype of uh, Hawaiians, a really offensive stereotype of the Amish, a really offensive stereotype of uh, Eskimos. But it all starts off, and this is very, very strange for me, with a really offensive stereotype of Texans. Now, there is a bit of a... <laughs> There's a bit of a cultural, uh, I don't know, a culture war in America, but there's a bit of a cultural skirmish between uh, certain strata of society. And, you know, uh, something that I've heard tossed around before is that white people can't get offended by anything. You know, they, you guys don't, you guys don't deserve to be offended by anything. And for much of that, I, I, I'm kind of on their side. I'm just like, once I start to recognize my privilege, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm straight. I'm white. I'm male. I'm an American. I'm Christian. I've got a whole lot of privilege. I got so much privilege. I'm just stockpiling it. I'm going to sell it off to other people in shares. And then I saw the Texan scene from North. And I, there's a reason I'm going on like this, because this matters to me. White people deserve to be offended personally ashamed and insulted and offended by that scene in North because that scene it has uh, Dan Aykroyd in it and Elijah Wood of course and they're dressed up in these colorful cowboy costumes and stuff that is not how cowboys dress that's not how people from Texas dress that isn't even how ice skaters dressing up as cowboys dress <laughs> they, they're just and they start singing a song about how they want to make Elijah Wood fat and it's Whoa, it is so bad. It's, every single time I watch it, I, I really want to watch it next to you. Just like you just like, just sort of like palming your temple and being like, oh my god, this is what people, the rest of the country, think about us. I'm so happy you said that we can be offended, because after you sent me that, me and my friend Baked Alaska started periscoping and <laughs> we got pepper sprayed. Oh, uh, what were your people saying? <laughs> what are my people saying? Damn, that sucks. <laughs> Just so you know, while we were recording, he started recording some girl and she broke his iPhone and now he's trying to sue her. Oh, I heard that. Just so you know. I heard that. I, that's that's Baked funny Alaska shit so to cool. me. He, he's my best friend. He literally calls himself Baked Alaska. Where are my peeps at? <sighs> God, we gotta stop calling each other SJWs, and we gotta stand together. He's mm. same. Uh, anyway, uh, needs more milk. Speaking of anything, I'd rather watch than Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I I can't watch that. That vi apparently Baked Alaska's video was five hours, so it's only it's only half as long as Kingsman two. So exactly. fucking King just. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry I, I went on long there, but I had to get that North reference out of the way because every single time that they were in that room, I which and they were in there a lot, and they're in their little stupid cowboy outfits i kept thinking yeah that texan scene from north because again i'm not offended by this movie's portrayal of not texans kentuckians i suppose dressed up in cowboy outfits it's i guess it's really just their portrayal of americans in general boy matthew vaughn you really is british isn't he because he doesn't know <laughs> the first thing about america I, I i i get it you know there's like if you bring a british guy and put him on a show like always sunny in philadelphia he's gonna be like i i, I don't know they've probably done it in the past but he's gonna be you know tweed jacket be like oh, I'm just most unorthodox or something like that he's, he's not gonna be like a typical british guy you know which you know kingsman does a really great job of retaining the average british man but boy uh yeah, i don't remember any of the kingsman eating tea with crumpets what the fuck is this yeah this is just we're all just country yokels i mean which is fine because i am white trash and garbage Oh. It didn't even upset me though, because at that point, 
four hours into the movie, I was already mentally checked out. Yeah, well, boy, oh boy, oh boy. That, it just bugged me, because I kept saying it, I was just like, yeah, th- th- this is almost, almost an offensive stereotype. Again, I wasn't offended, but if I was from Kentucky, I'd start thinking about it, but, you know. Like, if the same Matthew Vaughn that did the first one did this, it would probably would have been funny. I don't know what happened to him in these last couple of years, but yikes. So, is Elton John in this movie? I'm digging through. I don't... Uh, no, I can prove that he is. Um, I can prove that he is because there was a scene uh, with Julianne Moore playing uh, a villain, and she she had him in like this empty sort of like, you know, stage area, and he's playing a piano, and it's really boring, and you can barely hear him playing piano, and he just looks so sad up there. Uh, he, and he honestly, how, how old is Elton John now? 80? Old enough to not need this. Old enough to not need this at all. And even if he's like a big, what, what I tell you, what, what if he's like a big fan of Kingsman 1, right? And he saw Kingsman 1, and he, and he went So up, am I, I'm not in the movie for, sorry. Yeah, well, you're, well, you're also I'm not fine. Elton John. You know what, Elton I'm John fine. was a big star in his day. Because like there's a there's a really good Ellen John story. When he went he got off a plane and he got to meet John Lennon. This is John Lennon. He had just broken up from the Beatles because he was too good for them, John Lennon. Okay? And uh Elton John went up to him and was like, Oh my god, it's John and John Lennon said the exact same thing. He was like, Oh my god, it's John sort of sort of thing. It's just like that's how big Elton John was. Also, post Beatles breakup because he—I mean—he had like uh, Daniel Song and like all, all his other albums. He was—he was becoming a pretty big star, and he was—he was decently famous. So that was uh, f- four hundred years ago. And I like that story, but I prefer the one where John Lennon met Mark David Chapman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Why would you, I don't even understand the punchline? It's just yeah, I remember the story where he got murdered. I mean, I wish someone would blow my brains out. <laughs> oh, that's what you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> there was no punchline. It just seemed mean, and I've been drinking while recording. Well, this. I guess we've lost the Yoko Ono demographic. Um, oh yikes! Any, anyway, he's he's uh, playing a piano, and it's really boring. And he's brought back in a, in a later... He starts turning, like, blue. They get, like, the blue veins. And tell you what, when you, when you got a blue veiner, you really just need some release. So he's... <laughs> been holding on to that for two days. I didn't even perfect it. That was, that was just off the top of my head. Proud of you. Did, did you have a better one? Because I... Mm. Oh, absolutely not. I, yeah, well, I'm actually disappointed in myself. Yeah, well, we'll do better. Uh, no, wait, no, we won't. Um, anyway, the the blue veins is a side effect of uh, the drugs that villain lady is spreading around, and uh, they need an antidote, and she's holding on to the antidote unless the United States government will declare them a legitimate business and probably give her a lot of money or something like that. I don't know. And the president is uh, a very subtle performance and a very uh, oh low-key, underplayed, stinging criticism of the United States government. Oh, Jesus. I love political satire when they don't actually know what they're trying to say. It's so good. <laughs> Now I was a little bit nervous when they uh, when they showed the president because like you look at what we got now and you're just like I, I I'm just saying that like a Trump impression would have sank the movie. This movie's already taking on water, to. but uh, <laughs> uh, and then we get and uh, I'm pretty sure this is the actor's real name. This guy, 
<laughs> this guy. This fucking guy uh, over yeah, here. Uh, like, <laughs> it's, it's the whole time I was thinking of like in Wayne's World, check out uh, or get a load of this guy, Cam. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, he's doing this on purpose. It's like the southern, like, uh, really radical right-wing republic it's not even right-wing re- uh, republican uh it, it's it's more like a it's like a goofy impression of a right-wing republican and i'm like yeah okay fine the james bond movies featured a whole lot of nonsense like this but this is just like cartoonish you know it's just like they couldn't portray it with any sort of seriousness at all as hell hey, Sarah, even hey, pull it on my george w bush jokes it's close enough you just pull them all out <laughs> it's fine whatever Oh, oh god it's it it just it, it didn't strike any sort of seriousness in me and it got to the point where i was just like god you know what trump would have been better in this role do you mean like as himself no the, have you heard the story that like donald trump they used to they used to like want to film shit at like uh trump tower in in new york and he had a stipulation that look if you go to film at my place i get to be in the movie at least 15 seconds and most places were like yeah sure fine whatever but the contract never said that he had to actually be in the movie they would they would just film him for a little bit and they would be like yeah cut we were definitely rolling on that or like they would just okay we'll edit out that footage because who fucking cares but sometimes they would leave it in, like in Home Alone 2. About to say, Donald Trump in Home Alone 2, better than this dude as the president, right? Uh, objectively, because that was actually kind of a funny moment in Home Alone 2. And Home Alone 2 is not a good movie. Fight me. No, you're Fight. correct. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, uh, to everyone else who's listening to this who likes Home Alone 2, fight me. Anyway, uh, yeah, honestly, tell you what. You put Donald Trump in this movie, have him say his lines... Honestly, he's better than the guy that they got now. Don't even act. Just read it in your voice. And I was like, oh, this dude's not fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, uh, again, this guy. This fucking guy. Whatever this guy was trying to do. Who man, this is a... Uh, I mean, there's over the top, and then there's just like, yeah, and then all the drug users will die. I, I don't think he understands how many people use illicit substances. I'm going to deliver this line with my incredible acting. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. We're rolling, baby. All right. You don't need another take of that, do you? All right. Moving on. They don't call me one take McGee for nothing. (laughs) Move on. Come on. All the the call sheets, uh, all the, like, casting people are just, all right, call into... This guy, he's just like, already oh, here. <laughs> he gets a chair that says this guy embroidered on it. And it's just got two thumbs pointing at his name. This is, this, tell you what, the, the, the main thing about this guy is that he is the character from Animaniacs. Which character? Every <laughs> single character, the one that the Animaniacs would antagonize. He's the one who would be on the screen for about 20 seconds just doing whatever it is he's doing. Then Yakko would look at the screen and say, our new best friend. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was all of the Animaniacs. Well, he's also... The, also correct. He's also he them, Yakko, too. Wacko, and Dot. He's also somehow all of the good pigeons. <laughs> or good feathers. <laughs> the one character he's not, the one character I wish he would be, would be Chicken Boo. He's not Brain. Folks, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> we have fun here. Well, he's also not Pinky, because Pinky's British. But, uh... Oh, <laughs> boy, howdy. He is, uh... Maurice LaMarche doing an Orson Welles impression. Better character. <laughs> Objectively. 
But honestly, does he make a better villain than uh, Julianne Moore as actual villain? No, but boy, imagine my surprise when I thought that was going to be like a one-off of like her threatening the president. Not another subplot in this 14-hour long movie. Oh, yeah, that's like With his fucking vice president or press secretary who? or who? Who? whoever. Who is, she? who is she? I don't know. That could be his I wife. That could seriously be his wife. I wouldn't even know because I honestly, it, it's impossible to tell. Part of the emotional core of the climax is cutting to this fucking broad from his cabinet like eight times. Which, like, y- I mean, you, you definitely care about her. You remember her name, right? The Madam Secretary. Yeah, uh, is who uh, I was, I, it, it wasn't even specified because we don't know where their fucking job is. Also, I mean, ever, when you compare that to the first one where Eggsy's mom is literally breaking down the door to try and murder her baby. Which you care it's about. pretty much the same. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, you know, it's... Of course, of course, it's the same. It's like, mm, boy, you know, this movie's you, really good. Yeah, you know, you're, you're starting to turn me around. I think I like it. Yeah, I wish Elton John was in it more though. Uh, well, good news, Elton John comes back. He's at the piano and he's wearing. You, you describe it. You're 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 an artist. Uh, I mean, artist. Uh, you can. Head, it's kind of just his fucking Muppet Show costume. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, care what it actually is. That's what it is to me. That I'm pretty sure he's a Muppet in this movie. Uh, he. He's just wearing. Oh, that. you mean the eight times he looks at the cameras and smiles? Oh uh, god! Before we get oh. to that, it's like so he's wearing this ridiculous like multicolored feather sort of thing. And look, I'm not, I'm not like trying to go after the dude for being gay, okay, or or, fam- or flamboyant or anything. Honestly, it's courageous, especially because when he came out, you know, it wasn't publicly acceptable back then, at least at large, for him to do that. That's more courageous than releasing uh, Border Song as a single, okay? Because like all his hard work and everything like that, he still says, you know what? No, I, you know, I, I have all this. This is who I am. You know, I, I love that shit. But they, they stuck him in that suit. It, it looked like they were making fun of the old guy. And the worst part about it is he's sitting at that piano and he just has such a sad face. You know, he's just like, I used I to be they were Elton there. <laughs> John. I used to be Elton John. I'm wearing these colored feathers in a secret agent movie. I'll never forget the high point of my career doing that duet with Eminem, and now here I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is he is in this movie. So, uh, moving a little on. bit, one might say more than Channing Tatum. Uh, well, you know, instead of Channing Tatum, they you know they can't just send uh, Eggsy and uh, his name is Whiskey is the guy with the mustache. You can't just send. Them oh yeah, all of their names are super embarrassing every time they say them. By the way, oh, yeah, can you imagine calling Whiskey, Jeff? Champagne, and Tequila and. Uh, who was who's uh, uh, Halle Berry's character? Computer lady. Uh, I'm not gonna bother looking it up. You know, what? considering she's Matthew the Vaughan character you hate in all of these movies that just has a headset on and goes. All right, guys, go there. And you, all right, you take a left now. There's three doing, people, so it's not cool anymore. I, I was so there's expecting them to screens. do. I, I kept expecting them to do the dramatic uh, uh, download file. <laughs> you know what that's the, the dramatic progress Enhance. bar. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> oh, it, I mean, I, I just felt so bad for Halle Berry, who just she can act really. I mean, she's an Oscar winner. She's got chops. She's been in great movies like Movie Forty Three and The Flintstones and Catwoman. Uh, She's given great performances upwards of two times. Yeah. And I feel like she can do better. Yeah, I know she can do better. And she's clearly trying her all in this, but her all is limited to, like, the most boring lines you could possibly say. So, I... I mean, when you sit the entire movie sitting down, what can you do? Well, no, sometimes she was standing up at the computer. 
because uh, and holding an iPad instead of just using an actual computer. Yeah, uh, hitting buttons and going. No, we have to see if this triggers his memory. Yeah, maybe I can drown Colin for fucking amnesia uh-huh. in 2017. Oh yeah, butterflies. Did you laugh at that great joke? I mean, that should have been the movie. It, right? it wasn't actually the joke, but because uh, that sh- shouldn't that have been the entire movie of not knowing if we could trust him if he was fully back. And not just a ten-minute scene, and then he shoots a guy, and then never explains why. Well, and then everyone's cool again. Speaking of shooting a guy, I mean, it's dangerous work that the Kingsman and Statesman get into. But nevertheless, if you're a young, impressionable <laughs> viewer, you might you might see this kind of lifestyle and say, "Yeah, this is for me." In fact, if you're one of the computer ladies and you're watching this, you might say, "Yeah, this is for me." In fact, at one point, Halle Berry says, "Boy, I wish I sh- I wish I could get some time in the field. Wouldn't that be exciting?" And Merlin's like, "Oh, you never asked," and she's like, "Oh yeah, this one guy always turned." me down nothing comes from that uh, i would i just thought well, i'd mention see, that i like I, I see it where she's like hey don't you want to be in the field and mark strong's like no not really and then he goes in the field chris <laughs> tell me what happens the one time he goes in the field please please tell me what happens to merlin listen I guess we'll just go ahead and skip right to this scene because fuck it, you know, who cares, right? I mean, fuck it, it hurts. right? Because, like, <laughs> the one character I like at this point. We've been told three times in this movie that there are minefields surrounding her, uh, the, the evil lady's uh, base. And. Boy, they really do pepper that in yeah. when it doesn't really matter. Huh? Yeah, it's. All right, just be sure to turn off the landmines before you let that Jew lawyer in. Like, uh, for, okay, movie. Uh, uh, first, of all, first of all, what was with her lawyer looking identical to that guy? It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just like, wait, wait, he's getting in there? He's just doing secret aid? Wait, he just... Oh, okay, she was expecting Merlin to... Oh, oh, never mind, someone else. Anyway, uh, I was like, why does he suddenly have a white dude in this... Anyway, (laughs) all white dudes do look the same. But uh, he's... So they go in there, and they have, like, mind detectors, too. So they know there are mines out there, and they know how to detect mines, too. Hang on, hang on. The mind detector, which is a baseball bat, because America. Yeah, because Americans play baseball. It's, it's an American stereotype. I hate this fucking Did, did you know that Americans play baseball? I do. I I got it. It's 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 like giving a croquet mallet to like to to Ringo Starr. Ah, yeah, you fucking idiot British people must like this. Uh, British people love umbrellas and chimney sweeping or whatever it is they do. Uh, yeah. Don't you dumb Yanks love baseball? Uh, anyway. Uh, so so they have and they're like able to detect mines. Why is it disguised as a bait? I don't care. Uh, and they find it and they're like, okay, let's go forward. Click. He steps on a mine. They somehow missed it. And I'm like, they're playing this for comedy, right? Because I have to admit, I kind of snickered. I was just like, all that work is just like immediate step click. Uh, did you ever see the Monuments Men? No, it looked insanely boring. Oh, you might think it's boring. I kind of liked it. John Goodman was funny and George Clooney it's honestly it's a really good story basically the, the a bunch of people in World War II had to protect all this priceless art that the Nazis stole we're going to destroy so uh, they had to save all this art and honestly it's a really wonderful story and it all comes to this really really great climax where one guy steps on a mine he's just like I just stepped on a mine and one of his friends is like why would you do that and that's kind of a funny response you're like okay stay right there and they run to go get John Goodman and they're like he just stepped on a mine and immediately his response is why would you do that? And it's, it's even funnier the second time. And they never say that here. Uh, although I have to admit, the first thing I thought is, as soon as he steps on mine, click. 
why would you do that? And he's like, okay, don't worry. We can deal with this. We'll just have this, like, ice spray and stuff. like. And, we, you know, Eggsy's not going to die. I mean, come on, fuck it. They're going to make a Kingsman 8. And uh, they're, oh, yeah. they're spraying around his uh, his little mind there so he can step her off. And, like, okay, we have one second. We'll step off. Oh, oh okay, we're safe. And click. Merlin steps on the same exact... How, how does this happen? Because I don't... Was he doing it on purpose? I don't understand. Of course he wasn't doing it on purpose. He, if, if they do some sort of director's cut where he's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to the rest of the team. Boy, that wasn't a very good Scottish impression, was it? Huh. Never mind, I'm sorry. Eh, don't, don't worry know. about it. This movie doesn't deserve better. Yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway, he steps right on it, and I was I was immediately caught. I was just like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Was that supposed to be funny or incredibly inept? Because like, I have to admit, as soon as he stepped on it, I was like... I, I didn't laugh, but I was like, I should be laughing even harder, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be like, in, in any other movie, in a much better movie, that's a big laugh, right? Like, it's like, oh, we just got done saving from this mind, and click, I step on the same mind. That's some Looney Tunes shit right there. But neither of them were played for jokes. But this, yeah, this was even not they played for been. Been. Yeah, exactly. I was just like... And then, boy, uh, does uh, it keep going. Yeah, I'll let so you take anyway, over. So anyway, keep on talking about it. It's just like, no, I have to stay here. And it's just like, no, I don't want to go. And it's like, listen, they'll never take our freedom. And it's just like, so they decide to go around. He's staying on the mind, and he starts singing John Denver. Why? For I, approximately three fucking choruses. Yeah. Just keeps going through he, the entire song. Oh, boy. And it, it had to be fucking Take Me Home, Country Roads. I Side note here. I don't even know if I want to cut this, but I'll, I'll put this to you every once in a while. I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm one of those New York hipsters who will write a screenplay every once in a while, but every once in a while I get, an, I get a movie idea. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, if we did this, like, here, here's an idea. How about uh, a horror movie where the terrorized victims are Gregorian monks? That, uh, hey, come on, that's an idea, right? Or, or this is really the one that's been caught in my craw. Whenever I hear that, almost heaven, West Virginia, I mean, Kentucky, you know, sort of thing from John Denver, I keep thinking to myself, this would be great in a Quentin Tarantino horror movie. Use it as, like, the sort of, ironic uh background music remember like he, he played stuck in the middle with you when uh, michael mann is cutting off the guy's ear that to me is a horror movie soundtrack it's like you see that in like uh hell wouldn't that be good in like green room or something like that i just keep thinking you know of like terrifying rednecks whenever i hear that song you know what you just reminded me of what john denver's what plays in final destination every time someone's about to die oh really you just fucking reminded holy me shit i did not know that <laughs> Also was a big plot point in Alien Covenant, which is also a not good movie that features John Denver heavily. Oh, jeez. Poor John Denver. Well, at least he... He has had a year. Well, at least he's alive and well... De- <laughs> oh. Anyway. What's the South Park joke that John Denver explained? Holy shit, that's... Okay. That was like the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so as soon as they get out there, it goes like, oh, <laughs> the best response is as soon as he gets out, what did he say? It just, country rose. Can that clip just be the closer? <laughs> if I can find no, that, I'm going to have to do it. Uh, worst case scenario, oh I'll just download God. the episode and convert it to audio or something like that. Oh my goodness. Oh, Thank you. I remember, <laughs> look, my mom loved John Denver, but Henry and I, as soon as we saw that, we were like shriek laughing. We were just like, Bob, you have to see this. <laughs> and she was laughing. She was, she was like, that's horrible. <laughs> 
shit. So actually, that's still a running joke between my brother and I. Whenever we like can't understand someone or something like that, and we'll just be like, John Denver experience. <laughs> Don't worry, it's on YouTube. By the way. Oh, fantastic! We're gonna watch that like thirty times instead of editing this fucking thing. <laughs> Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, Merlin is, uh, he's stuck on that mind. He's singing, like, first eight of John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads, the West Virginia, I mean, Kentucky song. And he's doing this as, like, a distraction. He leads the people there. He kills that one guy with, like, the knife. You're like, maybe he can fight them off or something like that. And I get to the point where I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. He had, like, one freezy bottle, right? Why not go back to the plane? Go get some more freezy bottles. Here's my question. So he makes his heroic sacrifice, right? Yeah, he blows himself up. He takes out a bunch of guards and allows. He kills like four people. They're fine. They don't need you to kill four people because they murder about fifty. Yeah, and that's so. What does this mean? Why does it matter? Because your sigh is the correct answer. They were tell you tell you what. I'll, I'll connect this to a movie that's somewhat relevant here. I, I mentioned Miss Moneypenny a while back, right? You remember the character of Miss Moneypenny who she is, right? She's like the secretary, and the and I mentioned that uh, James Bond has many romances, but the one constant woman in his life, the one he truly loves, is actually Miss Moneypenny. Uh, even though he he kind of rejects her advances, it's like it's still she's the woman for him, you know, sort of thing. I remember there's this one James Bond movie. I don't remember which one it is. I remember specifically watching it with my father. At the end of the movie, or at least somewhere towards the end of it, Miss Moneypenny is killed, and she dies in James's arms, and my dad's like and that's the only woman who ever mattered in his life and you're and i just remember being struck i was just like oh my god that's such a tragic death and it i remember for the rest of the movies that came after it there was no miss money penny you're just like wow james is going to be even scarier or madder and angrier and just like that's going to color the rest of the experience in here they killed off the best character in either movie because uh it would make me mad is it ever spoken of again, by the way? No, they they do some sort of, this one's for Merlin, you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, yeah, they I mean, also like, purchase After they get just, out of there, don't they just go straight to the wedding oh, God, and they, they go back to the oh, States? Need, and, like, makes it even, by the way, the wedding, folks. Oh, that makes it even oh, worse. Oh. Fucking, like, he buys, a, he buys a distillery in Scotland. People in the audience gasp. They're just like, oh, what a nice thing to do for this imaginary man. And I was just like... I love franchises. I... I, you you uh, gotta see some of the people who I was watching it with because um, Elton John uh, is he is he in this? Can we can we get a confirmation? Ombudsman you is know what? I'm gonna have to go ahead with the firm. Yes, Elton John is in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, he is in listed fact, on the IMDb Tribune. Yeah, so uh, he he's in the the theater area after this is Colin Firth and Eggsy who. His actor probably has a name, but I'm going to keep calling him Eggsy. It's not even like I'm that's sure a good I'm sure he's good in other things, yeah. but I haven't seen him in yeah, a Yeah, I'm not going to watch him. So. Anyway, they, they're like, okay, let's go break out Elton John, bruv. And uh, they go in there, and <laughs> they're just like, oh, let's break him out. And Elton John's like, is this a breakout? He's like, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. He goes, Wednesday, Wednesday. And I'm just like, I don't know. And the, and the guy says the single worst line in the entire movie isn't the isn't it called Saturday nights all right fighting? And Elton's like, What's today? He's like, Wednesday. Well then it's gonna be fucking Wednesday night. And uh, Elton John says fuck a lot in this. I don't have a problem with it, but every single time he said fuck, everyone in the audience started like shriek clapping, like, ha, look at the funny old man, he said fuck. 
Look, I'm happy Elton John had fun, but I sure didn't. I'm still upset about that scene, though. And that line in particular, because the line itself was terrible, but the setup was was terrible, and the deliver and the the punchline, the payoff was even worse. So that line right there, it, that just made ugh, just made even worse. It's always great when a setup to a punchline takes eight minutes to get across. Mm-hmm. So uh, they they keep fighting, and uh, he has to meet up with that guy from the first movie again. Uh, uh, who had a character name. Anyway, uh, Colin Firth is fighting with uh, against him. There's like this robot dog. He kills that guy, right? No, no, no. Eggsy kills him. Never mind. It's hard to keep track. So they're fighting off one of the robot dogs, which is, I, you gotta love fighting robots, right? Because that means you can do whatever you want it's to them and there's no always payoff. always interesting. There's so much interesting things happening. What's your favorite? Like, oh man, this nameless, faceless thing that doesn't have a personality or backstory or motivation. Oh, this reminds me of this other movie I saw with like five people and they go into like a cabin in the woods and it's presented mostly as a horror movie, but there's a little bit of comedy in there. It's called Evil Dead 2. I don't Transformers know Transformers The Last Night, where robots have motivations and feelings. Listen, in Evil Dead 2, what was your favorite part of Evil Dead 2? I mean... If we're talking single scenes, it's always the deer on deer head on the wall laughing at him. Uh, I, but also him chasing his hand around for about ten minutes. Let me tell you my favorite thing about Evil Dead Two, and the first Evil Dead as well. It's the blood. The blood is so cool because again, there's payoff. When you stab that hand, or wait, remember the pencil in the ankle from the first one? Ooh, yeah. Holy shit! Ooh. You never forget Ooh. that scene. It doesn't matter. You're like, oh, I don't get scared by horror movies. No, the pencil in the ankle scene. You remember that scene and the blood that comes cool. out of it, and like where he. Like, fucking Ash nearly drowns in blood where it sprang out at him. He's just covered in blood. That's payoff. That is payoff. That, that you're finding purchase somewhere in your violence. I see a whole bunch of nuts and bolts hitting the ground with these stupid robot dogs. I'm not I'm not entertained. I'm, I'm not like, oh, well, they killed a robot dog. I'm not saying I need to see a dog killed. Oh, wait, I already got one of those in the first act. Yeah. Anyway, you're missing the important part about this awful action sequence with the dogs. What's going on? Is that right before it is the huge sequence where they break in and kill all the guards? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one good action sequence that isn't ruined by shitty country music, but it cuts every 10 seconds to Elton John. Yeah, who, uh. The one scene I was like, all right, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, fuck you. All the shooting and stuff, and they're like doing all this other stuff, and, uh,. Actually, they were playing Elton John's music in the background, so it's like it's. Hey, you guys, remember the Freebird scene? We did it five times, (laughs) and none of it's nearly as good as the first. Not even anywhere near as good as the Freebird scene. The opening scene scene does it. The fucking bar with the shitty country version. Oh, that oh, that reminds me. All the action scenes are shot the exact same. Isn't that so embarrassing? The callbacks to the first movie are really embarrassing. Like, boy, they feel like they act like you've never seen a movie before. Except Kingsman, you know that because like I can't count all the callbacks. It's 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 impossible because like of course it's it's in a series. It's a, the immediate sequel. Of course they're going to reference it, but some of the scene, some of the scenes is just like where she mentions the anal sex scene from the first movie. It's like oh, if you save the world, you know what that means. And, it's, and all you got to do is wake the camera and say he gets to butt fuck me. And it's just like come on, it's I, I when he on. opens the magic vault. It's like ah, oh, remember this thing? It's like no. <laughs> It's like a fucking pen. Like, what is it? Oh, I guess we're done with that. Even better is they had the guy from the first movie, but he has, like, a haircut now. So he looks very different, and they put his old picture from the first movie on the screen. (laughs) Huge. Just like, by the way, dipshit, he was in the first movie. Fucking oaf. How do you not remember We assume you don't know how movies work by telegraphing everything. Yeah. But also that you've memorized the first one. This silly parody that came out three years ago. 
All right. Well. You know, it's even better than a silly parody because it does action better than most John, uh, James Bond scenes do. Like, I cannot stress how awful all the action is. It's all this fucking speed ramping, awful CGI, oh, yeah, shitty songs, all this fucking garbage country music. Like, these country remixes of songs in the background. Like, it's top to bottom. They can't even do the action scenes now right. Be- the jokes aren't now funny. Now, before we get to the climax, uh, which, uh, you know, I, we have Boy, skipped around a bit. One. There are a couple scenes where it's like... Again, this is two and a half hours long. There's a whole lot in the middle I forgot to mention. Like, they go to this bar, right? And they're in the bar. And, like, remember in the first movie, of course, because this movie keeps reminding you about the first movie, is uh, that that one scene in the bar where Colin Firth just murks all those uh, British guys. And here, they do it again, practically beat for beat. He goes up. Oh, God, this, this hurts so much. I was cringing so hard. He goes up to the door, locks it, and says again, Manners maketh man. You know what? Th- that's oh, that supposed to be cool. You know what? Th- here's the thing. In the first movie, I liked it. I was like, "That's that's pretty cool. I'm into it." But I felt at the end of the first movie, it was kind of ruined when Eggsy said, it. "I was just like, that would have been so much cooler if you said it, but once." And they do it again here, and they do the exact same manners. Click, make it click, man, click. And I'm just like, it is just like talking like this against the all right. Can't stand. I love Colin Firth clapback, <laughs> and it's ter- And I have to admit, okay, it's kind of funny where he uses the umbrella like hook to like throw a mug, and he straight up misses. I was just like, okay, Real. it's kind of funny. It's like, how are they going to deal with this sort of thing? And I gotta tell you, that whip, that that wasn't cool. That that, that wasn't cool. <laughs> we wrote you back into this movie for some reason, so come with us, even though you can't function. Oh yeah, it's it, that is in this movie. <laughs> Anyway, they decide, okay, Colin Firth can't actually fight, but we're going to take him with him because he's a friend. And uh, they go up to a snowy area. Where did they go? Yeah. We'll pay you. Anyway, they uh, decide to bring him up to a snowy area. What was it? Stockholm? I don't give a fuck. And uh, they have to get an antidote, and they go to a cabin in the woods with five other fr- Oh, wait, no, that's a different movie. And, uh... God, retrograde amnesia. All right, that's solved. What not what? We have to go get the antidote. Yeah. Good the movie. antidote Good, for cool the disease. Two and a half hours. And, uh... Oh, speaking of, so the disease. First, it causes blue veins, which, uh, gotta tell you, I might have a problem. Second all, uh, it causes manic dancing, which, uh, thank God I'm white because I'm not doing any of that. And then paralysis followed by death. And, uh... Can we talk about that manic dancing and how Channing Tatum in that scene outacted everyone um, by dancing? In the background, in the way far background, it's like, okay, so you have this guy who's A, an incredible talent as far as acting, B, an incredible dancer, and C, holy shit, that body, and D, just mm. incredible comedic timing, and you film him in the way, way far, nearly imperceptible background? What are you on? Channing Tatum is too good for this Evidently. Movie. Evidently. Apparently movies. he's too good. And we're like, you know what? we got to film him from a distance. Can't possibly put him in the foreground because we have to have Colin Firth and Eggsy arguing about who shot whom or something like that. I don't give a fuck. Why'd you shoot him? He was against us. How do you know? All right, See, next that's scene. the thing. It's like part of, part of the fun. <laughs> fucking I mentioned this before we started recording, but this is very important to me. It's like part of the fun of watching movies for me is that I kind of like to figure things out as I go through. It's like, you know what? If they don't spell things out for me... I kind of like it. It's being presented with uh, two plus two, and I'm like, I can make my own deduction that the answer is four. I don't need them to pull out a calculator and say, wait a minute, two plus two equals four, because that 
kind of ruins it. So I'm going through the movie, I'm watching it, and to me it's kind of like a Scooby-Doo mystery. I'm watching this guy with a mustache, which I'm just going to have to call him now, because uh, I don't remember his actor's name. I don't, oh, whiskey, whatever. And the whole time I keep thinking, there is a significant possibility that he's the bad guy, you know? I keep thinking about it. It's like, you know what? I think he's a villain. Not because the movie does a very good job of portraying him as, like, maybe he's an anti-hero, but... Or, or like, possibly uh, corrupt or something like that, but just because it's like, this is the way a movie would do this, you know? I, I just keep thinking, you know what? Maybe he is a bad guy. And then he gets shot in the head by Colin Firth, who says, yeah, he was a bad guy. No reason, no actual deduction. He just says, no, trust me, uh, he he just is, you know? Look, I know we're skipping around, but do you remember when we finally get his motivation for why he actually was a oh, bad guy? Oh, you know guy? what? That, that's a good thing you brought that up because it skips us back to uh, the very end of the movie. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Possibly uh, in any movie. The stocks would go higher or something, and also my girlfriend was killed by meth heads. Cool, good movie, good script. <laughs> A plus. They straight up, you, you know, they straight up forgot oh to put him in God. there at the end. They were just like, oh, guys, he's he's is he going to be a bad guy or what? Are we what are we going to do? Fucking put him back in there. Who you know, whatever. He walks in after the all the action is done, and after the villain is dead, he just walks in like, hey boys, I want to make more money and also miss my girlfriend. Oh yeah, also let's fight again. Also, they decide not to kill Julian more, but then they kill her, and then they're like, oh. That, that, oh, that, oops, that she died. I, she, she accidentally overdosed on heroin. <laughs> oh, oh did, did, you did, did you like that uh, really funny scene where she describes the password? Viva Las Vegan? I straight up like thought, like, did I miss the joke? Because she tagged it with like some shittier punchline. Like, ha, get it? I was like, that's that's like no? one of the ones where that would have been like, is there a joke? That would have been like, oh, like a joke in Archer that they talk over, and you would have been like, oh, if you listen really closely in the background, she says Viva Las Vegan. It's it's that's a fucking Cyril line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not like, the I mean, that's on the same level as Stir Friday. Oh, See, because that that's not even that's not even that's, <laughs> Stir Friday is not the funny line. the The funny thing about Stir Friday is like, oh wow, that is better than what we were calling it. Because then you start to wonder about, wait, what else were they calling it? That's funny. Viva Las Vegan doesn't even make sense. She's not a vegan. She made a fucking people. Exactly. Burger. I hate this movie. Didn't even get a toy with it. Anyway, um, so uh, about Angel, do we? Do we? Uh, what happened to this guy? Did he ever do anything? Oh my God, who cares? Then, how does he get murdered? Uh, Don't the dogs oh, rip him apart? And they run oh, Elton right, John, right, right. But... Yeah, the dogs rip him apart, God, and Elton John, who movie. is in this movie, um, uh, he uh, fights him. Oh, speaking confirmed. of the robot dogs, robot dogs. Lucasfilm confirmed. Elton John in Kingsman. Yeah, uh, also, that reminds me. So, uh, the robot dog starts attacking Colin Firth, right? Because, uh, you know, bad guy for a good guy. And because this movie is already two hours All of a sudden, the movie slows down done. as the dog's about to bite him, and, and Elton John's face just comes into the screen. And it starts playing an Elton John song in the background, and at the bottom of the screen, on like the on the heads up display for the robot dog, it says Elton John detected. So I think we can say definitively now, with one hundred percent accuracy and credibility, Elton John is in this movie. But like the thing with that scene is, if this was Kingsman one, that would have been Elton John. The slow motion, his face appearing in frame with his name and music, <laughs> yeah. and then he's gone. Not in it for the 90 minutes of the movie. Honestly, that would have been... Oh, God, wouldn't that be funny? If he just, like, he popped his like, head out if there? his like, fat face just appeared wearing feathers everywhere? Like, I, sure. I, I, if I hadn't seen him 18 times already and wanted to leave and the, if theater, the movie was like I'd agree to do shooter. it for this episode. 
if we hadn't agreed to this episode, I probably would have left 20 minutes in. Because the people I saw with were like, why didn't you say anything? We could have gotten our money back. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so You're welcome. Uh, anyway, um, oh, there's a scene even... This is the one you keep bringing up. Uh, we got to talk about this. So, Elton John's still, still wearing that idiotic... Fe- oh, wait, this isn't Elton John. This is... Uh, it actually... It's Patton Oswalt's grandma or something like that. Oh, wait, that is Elton John. Uh, I, 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 I've been oh, waiting to use Patton Oswalt's been through he, enough. Oh, God, you're right. I totally forgot oh, about that. Don't lump him in with this should, should I cut that? Because all I can nah, think about when I was watching that was like, God, he really does look like Patton Oswalt's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see Patton Oswalt put on feathers and do that. Patton Oswalt's grandma, again. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'd like to imagine him doing an impression of his grandma as Elton John. So... One of the things we forgot to mention, and you kept harping about this, is that he's on stage, he's got, like, the feather costume on, and he's he's fighting off bad guys. He does this jumping karate kick at this guy with, like, the heels and everything, oh and you're God. just like, oh, Patton Oswalt's kicking ass, and people are laughing, applauding, and clapping, and smiling. Pat, he turns his head to, to the camera, smiles, winks, there's a ding sound effect, and I think at that moment, I was just like, yeah, okay. Okay. If I had not have already been out of the movie, that would have been the one to be like, I'm leaving. But I don't care if there's only yeah, exactly. There's left, a, that's already the third act. At that point, you might as well stay for the rest of the closing benedictions. Like, even if I was watching it at home, I'd look at the time code and be like, I'm already two hours in. I have to finish it or my autism will bug me That forever. was a point in the movie where I wrote down, hastily scrawled here, yes, too much Elton John, who is... You know, I can't, I can't keep saying, yes, he is in this movie. It's more like, yes, he is still in this movie i mean it really summed it up when i got in the group chat and said i got back and alex's response was what's wrong not enough help john <laughs> like that's really sums it up I, it's fucking I, terrible boy there's only so much elton john that i can take and it's to the point now where i i respect elton john as a person and i love him as a performer i'm not buying any more of his music i'm not paying money for his albums on itunes or cds or vinyl or or eight track or anything he has enough money I don't, I don't need a fucking two-and-a-half-hour commercial for his fucking greatest hits. Wait, was was he in this movie? Yeah. Elton John was in this movie. You know what, Elton John... Okay. Elton John was more than in this movie. Elton John was this movie, apparently. And, you know, I don't know why he won't be in Kingsman 3, besides the fact that he'll probably be croaked by then. I, I fucking... Yeah, God, it's because this felt like an advertisement for him, and it was so it was so fanboy, cringy bullshit. It's like, look, I, I I know I'm insufferable sometimes. I know I've got this awful hero worship complex, and I, I talk all the time about how I love fucking Undertale and Gravity Falls and Shantae and Frank Zappa and the Patriots and hanging out with women and playing sports yeah. and lifting and getting weights, a good score in the SAT. Popular. And, uh, listen, like for all that's. <laughs> Things all us regular cool people both do together I, as exactly. friends that we both yeah, do. We're buds. Uh, it's I know I have a problem with my uncontrollable enthusiasm sometimes, and I know I need to reel it back in. And sometimes it's it's terrible because it turns people off. As much as I've mentioned Undertale to you, I know you're never going to play it. And I think a partial reason is because the fan base is just keeps saying, "Oh, you got to play this game," you know, just keeps shoving it down your throat. That I, I know that's the problem. This is the movie that really made me say, you know what? I am nowhere near this bad. Because Matthew Vaughn must have, like, a really, really huge blue veiny bulging boner. A husband's bulge, if you will, for Elton John. Because, 
wow, you know what? And, and you know, again, I, I keep sounding like I'm a little bit holier than that. Oh, I would never do this. No, you know who would never do this? Frank Zappa wouldn't do this. I, I know I mentioned like I all hundred like, of his albums or something like that. He wouldn't sell out like this. This is a sellout. I feel like I have enough people I trust. I'd be like, hey, Parker, you got to cut this shit out, man. What are you doing? Why is he your entire movie? Oh, good news. I have friends who will do that. I just don't listen to him. <laughs> as much fair. as you guys told me to stop talking about Undertale, I just knew it. I was just like, no, no, I will fucking buy you the game. And then I proceeded to do that for like so many people. <laughs> can't wait to play it and just send you meh god that'd be even worse of all the people i keep sending to everyone's like yeah i couldn't get past the first dungeon i was just like not really fine i was not really feeling it fucking game is so easy too anyway um so chris we've been digging at this movie for about an hour and a half like scene mm -hmm. by scene but upon retrospection i found a bigger problem that could solve a lot of things let's go for it ignore that i hated all the Mm -hmm. humor but do this make it kingsman the golden circle or Kingsman 2, The Statesman. Because one of these doesn't belong. That is a really good point. You could cut one of those subplots. It doesn't matter which one. It honestly doesn't. Could, you could just make The Statesman the bad guys in the end and just move the drug shit to them. It doesn't matter. They poison the whiskey. Fucking who cares? Like, And now they're... It, none well, of this yeah, matters. that reminds me. So the resolution at the end is even though that one guy with the mustache is evil, uh, who cares? No one... But it's not the statesman or evil. It's just one dude. Can you imagine anyone in the theater going like, "Oh, not that guy"? No, not uh, tequila. Actually, speaking of, is that him? No way. Is that Shane Taylor? Who's he? Is he this guy? guys? Is he whiskey? <laughs> is he rum? Uh, whiskey? Fuck, guys, not whiskey. Uh, that reminds me. This guy gets his comeuppance, and he's just sitting there in handcuffs at the end. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Put a mic in his face. I need to hear what he has to say. If it doesn't have the words You'll meddling never kids in get there. away with this. <laughs> and you're talking dog too. You queer Brits. <laughs> it's so un- Shout out to this movie dropping a hard F-bomb in the middle of nowhere, by the way. It's like, get it? The South don't take kindly to people in suits. Cool. Oh my god. So, movie wasn't great. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. And anyway, he good news. Really important news. People, people legitimately awed in my theater over Eggsy getting married to that princess from Oh, you can Europe. fucking kill I, me. I was just like, oh, it's like, did they even make the pug the first man or best groom or, wait, wait, what's it called? Like best man or something like that? I'll never know. That would have been like a good joke. Like man's yeah, best friend, now he's Colin the best Firth? man. My Why reiterate Colin Firth, the best part has nothing to do should not be in this movie oh yeah and it's you know it's speaking of that uh the scene it's like he shoots him in the snow right there in that snow cabin in the woods in the woods make sure you <laughs> check out episode 10 um it, so he uses like that weird like bomb sort of thing that covers him in this blue goo which oh my god i i thought that was a pretty cool fact i was like wow i'd like to know more about that what was that where did that come from are they going to use it again fuck you chris fuck you Stop liking things, you idiot. Exactly. That, and you know what? I have to say, when I walked out of the movie, I was feeling like, well, I wasn't that bad, I guess. And I told you that, and uh, we, I told you that before we recorded, you're just like, oh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. I knew we were going to have a lot to talk about. We're already at like an hour and a half here. But, but I got to tell you, the more I've listened to it, the more I've talked about it, did I really have anything good to say about this movie? Like, I straight up had less fun in this than I did in fucking King Arthur, Transformers 5, or Pirates 5. Uh, because of those three, 
I knew what I was getting into. I really like Matthew Vaughn. I love the first Kingsman. X-Men First Class is probably my favorite X-Men. I mean, Logan's incredible, but it's not one you're going to want to pop it's, on. It's, I, I kind of consider it not an X-Men movie because it's just him and Professor X and the new girl. I, I kind of consider it like his own Wolverine movie. And if you compare it to the other Wolverine standalone, it's a masterpiece. Uh, but... Like, I love those two. I loved Kick-Ass when I saw it. I I'm don't not, know if it's going to pull not, up. I'm kind of nervous about that one, I'll honestly, be honest Honestly, I'm not really into Kick-Ass anymore, you know? But that's three for three of movies. When I saw them at the time, I loved mm-hmm. them. So I was like, you know what? At worst, this should be watchable. And I fucking hated Now, it. it is a point of, I think, comparisons. Because you saw the first four Transformers, because... Boy, you make some odd decisions, dude. Uh, in I, advance, poor is the word yeah, I would use. I mean, because I, I like to think I make the poor decisions around here. Because I just walked into Transformers Five, you know, Tabula Rasa, just completely blank slate, and I, I hated that one a lot more than I hated this. Because I didn't hate this movie at first. I, I mean, what? Because I, I was watching Transformers Five. I wanted to leave five minutes in, like that Merlin shit. Oh, I mean, same. Hey, this is this is two movies with Merlin. Huh. Anyway, uh, I remember. I've seen three fucking Merlin movies this year. Look, I and I hated. That's a good point. But but like I was watching fucking Transformers Five against the Harry Tubman scene. I was looking around for black people in the theater. I was just like, guys, I am so sorry. Meanwhile, I'm watching this. I have to admit, I wouldn't have the best day. I I watched the Patriots, and yeah, the Patriots won with a beautiful play to Brandon Cooks, and Brady's just looking as good as ever at forty. Sorry, I should say for the other podcast. But back on your bullshit, baby. (laughs) But they played terribly. Yeah, I mean, it was honestly embarrassing. The defense looks atrocious, and the offensive line was terrible. And I'm just like, God, this is honestly, it's not looking good for the rest of the season. This, this is not a good team, at least as far as I can tell right now. This is the worst defense I've seen from them in several years. Like, this is, I, I thought we had a good defense again. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting off topic, but I, what show are I'm we sorry. doing? I wasn't in a great mood because the Patriots didn't look that good. So I was just like, well, I gotta go see another fucking movie for real deal no sex appeal so i gotta you know schlep on down there get my one beer and my one pretzel very good beer and pretzel by the way mm-hmm. and i was okay you know what I, I have to admit as soon as i'm in draft house everything cheers up because it's air conditioned that the beer's pretty good and that pretzel's really good and the movie the presentation like they, they were showing evil dead 2 stuff beforehand like oh can you imagine watching evil dead 2 on a big screen oh fucking yes yeah, son but i gotta tell you as soon as the movie started my head was in my hand i was just like sitting here and by the end of the movie, uh, ten and a half hours later, I was still like it. I, I was, I, I had no change, no discernible change happened here. I spent like thirty dollars on this movie total, if you include all the snacks and the and the ticket all together, and probably all the gas I spent getting here too, because I lived twenty minutes away from the nearest theater. And for what? No change? No, that was a waste of money. I wasted money on Kingsman too. It, it, it's not worth your time and money, your considerable time. Well, you said, like, there was no moment that just made you flip and hate it. I went in, like, okay, maybe this will be good. Like, I want it to be. That first scene just left me completely cold. And it was just death by a thousand paper cuts. It just kept chipping away scene by scene until finally was like, I don't want to be here anymore. It's nothing aggressively bad enough. It's just really shitty over and over and over. The same awful jokes. Repeating the same tired things from the first movie. None of the characters are good. All the action looks like garbage. The CGI is terrible. No one's likable. It was... It was some real die-another-day oh, shit. Man. You know, getting back to the comparison thing is that... Speaking of the Transformers comparison, it was like, you saw all those bad movies, and you knew, to, you knew what to expect. 
for five. You knew where I, I was yeah, like... that's a real shame on me situation. Exactly. You're like, I, I know what I'm going to get into. I know this is going to be kind of hard to watch. We should probably watch it in shifts or something like that, which uh, <laughs> that will be a conceit in the future. Whereas I went in, again, like Blake Slate, like I know... I, I kind of knew what I was going to get, but I didn't know it'd be that bad. But we both went into this one knowing, hey, Kingsman won. That's a real good movie. And not just like, yeah, fine, summer popcorn flick. I had fun. Who cares? No, no, no. It was it was more like, yeah, this is a real good movie. I'm having such a good time now. And then you see Kingsman 2, and it's such a drop in quality. It's honestly, I, I wouldn't say it's insulting like the Harriet Tubman scene was insulting in, in Transformers 5, but it feels like it's almost insulting the audience. You know? A couple of times, it kind of feels like, like you know, you people are going to eat this shit up no matter what happens. I've been racking my brain trying to think of a better example of a director coming back one movie later, not like George Lucas coming back to the prequels or Indiana Jones 4, going from one to two and just fucking everything up so badly. I, I really don't have any examples. Nothing comes up. I'm sure there's something. Like I'm sure that there is something out there. It's probably a horror movie too, isn't it? Like I, there's gotta be, but usually they just cycle directors. So yeah, quickly. that's a good point. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe Wes Craven did like a second version of something like that. He did like part two. Wait, maybe he did what Hills Have Eyes two or something like that. Oh, I mean that's fair, but he did also admit he literally only made that to make money to do something oh, else. That's I guess that counts. Did he make that money? But did he actually make money really on Hills Have Eyes two. That's assuming you loved the first one as much as I love the first yeah, Kingsman. Because the drop-off is like four stars to half a star. Like this, it's, yeah, it's... it's I, I don't feel that Kingsman... T- I, you have convinced me that this is not only an inoffensive movie. Uh, it's bad. It, it is a bad movie. Uh, I'm never going to pay money to watch it again. And I have to admit, like if I'm flipping through channels and I see... oh. Hey, Kingsman 1 is on. Holy shit. Hey, remember this scene? Remember, oh, I hate that bad guy so much. I, or I love, l- listen to Samuel L. Jackson. Oh shit, it's a church scene. I mean, that church scene comes on. You drop what you're doing. You're going to watch that whole thing. This one, if this is on, I, I'm going to change it over to HGTV. I, I can't watch this again. I mean, what am I going to get out of it? What's a really great line? What's what's the hook for this movie? What's what's the like, oh, I mean, you got to listen to this. This is a really great line. This is so funny. Or like... What is the one scene that you want to watch again? Exactly. Because, like... I love the scene in the snow where it looks really fake, like a movie from 2008. Wow, can't wait to watch that Oh, yeah, because that led to the one line that cracked everyone up, and I was just like... I I had no reaction, because, like, they're rolling down in, like, that ball and stuff, and it it stops right before it hits the cabin or whatever, that little snow resort thing. And the one guy says, that's the best shit I've had in three years, or or something like that. Oh, my God, Dude, dude. Oh, people were fucking. My head went in my people hands. People were cracking so up. People were laughing harder for that joke than I think anything else in the movie that didn't involve Elton John. Look, I'm happy they enjoyed their time and got their money's worth and it opened number one. I'm real happy for them. But I wanted to leave very early. I, I have to admit. It, like, the fact that I got halfway in just went like, I'm going to go take a piss. I don't care. I got back 10 minutes later. What I miss? Nothing. He found out his girlfriend had the blue veins. Cool. Great. Yeah, uh, that that part, by the way, again, the drug people, when, when people in the audience saw her smoking weed, they're they just like, oh no, with, the, with all the implied, that means she's got to have a blue veiner. And I'm just like, really? The anal sex punchline might I, die. I, oh no. The whole time I was like, really? You, you guys really care about this character who had two 
lines in the first movie? Two? Wait, one and a half? I don't understand. Because my favorite part of James Bond is how he can't do anything without FaceTiming his girlfriend, asking permission, and crying and saying he's going to save her. My absolute favorite you part. You know, the, the thing about it is he could have just fingered that girl anyway and got the secret codes, and this sentence sounds so much more ridiculous now that I say it out loud, and not told her, and it's just like, okay, yeah, ooh, technically it would have been cheating or something like that. Uh, saving the world? I think that's an excuse. Or, you know what? The whole joke is it's the mucous membrane. It's literally funnier if he just stumbles into her and shoves his finger up her that, nose. Oh. That's literally funnier than ten oh minutes my God, leading up. To a graphic close-up of him finger-banging oh, God. her. It put, you can't say close-up. It was a close-in. Like, we were... His hand was the entire frame, and then we went inside. Like, hey, get it? I Honestly, I felt about as uncomfortable watching that as I did watching the near-child rape in It. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I think for the whole first hour, I had at least ten different notes that just said, Got it? You get it? <laughs> Hey, hey, get it? This movie's really uh, subtle. Oh, boy, because, you know, that's... that's a, You know, even then, the, the worst part of it is, like, the whole fucking uh, uh, lead-up to that joke. It's like, oh, yeah, he's got to finger her sort of thing. Is like, oh, yeah, it's it's stuck in the mucus membrane. He's like, oh, mucus membrane? I'll have to stick my finger up her nose. Oh, oh, that's not the only place that has a mucus membrane. I'm just like, okay, we get the joke already. We fucking go? Also, literally, just cut it at O, and then cut to them with the coordinates. It's still funnier. Or, or just like do a subtle shot where you're... Man, Matthew Vaughn would do this anyway. Just do a subtle shot where it's like, uh, I don't know, whatever the guy whisk whiskeys uh, would say, that's not the only place with the mucous membrane, and then Matthew Vaughn cuts to a close-up of the woman's crotch. I, 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 or that would be do gross. like a big like wide eyebrows like what and then all right guys yeah I got I mean, it's like okay that would be gross and disgusting but hell it'd have better comedic timing than oh oh there is another place on the human body that has <laughs> a member and it's just like okay fucking don't i don't need a lecture on this okay sit down and hey, you know what else is gross and disgusting murdering the one female character from the first movie and then having the other female character in this movie get finger banged and then murdered for cheating on her boyfriend. Her evil boyfriend. Matthew Vaughn, if you need to talk, <laughs> please slide in my DMs. It's okay. Yeah, he's he definitely has a a couple issues with women. Uh, like we said, uh, Halle Berry, she's she mentioned how much she wants to work in the field. Uh, I, I'm just again, I'm oh I'm just God. saying that just she she me. never gets a chance to because uh, she needs to get back behind a computer or or cook dinner or or shine his shoes or fix him a martini or something like that because apparently women can't have agency in this movie god i completely forgot i think i brought it up earlier beginning that whole scene of like don't you wish you're out there no i like being behind the computer all right guys i'm on the field now i'm on a landmine well take me home country road like okay that's that's another thing you know one of the really cool things about james bond is that he has all these cool gadgets and weapons right i I like this baseball bat minesweeper. Oh yeah, you gotta love that. That's my favorite Bond gadget. But in the cool car that turned into a submarine and looked like something out of fucking Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> Very cool. Speaking of next, Very next episode cool. Spy Kids 3D. Uh, Sharp boy lava girl. One bitch. of the other thing. I can I can I have stuff to say both about Spy Kids 3D and Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I don't have anything to say about Spy Kids one and two. Oh, you are. I. You are lucky that it's October oh, next yeah. week, or else I would call that bluff you, right now. Oh boy, are you fucking... All right, November. 
a little Thanksgiving special for the family. Um, But the the worst part about it is, like, he shows up as, like, okay, you're going to take this, this, and this. You're going to take this, this, and this. Like, uh, Men in Black, even, remember? He he gets, it's called the the cricket gun. It's, like, that really small gun. It's really powerful. noisy cricket. You're just, like, oh, you're, like, oh, watch out. It's really dangerous. You're just, like, you, you know... I, I can't wait for the payoff for this and it's a really good payoff because how like huge the explosion is then he's like and I'll take this and it's like that huge fucking knife you're just like holy shit this huge Scottish bald dude is gonna use this big knife he's gonna chalet some people he's gonna I don't know what Scottish people do throw some shrimp on the barbie or something like that and they're gonna be you know totally shish kebobbed it's gonna be great and he kills like one guy with it no, they had a great gadget payoff. We're like, hey, these baseballs are actually just regular. Uh, isn't grenades. it just the one and then baseball? Threw one, then it it's exploded. Just the one, I think, like a regular yeah. grenade. Um, isn't that cool? Well, you know, the other thing that's uh, that's way better than an umbrella. The other thing that's with very magic cool guns. is that she has this whole thing. It's about fifties nostalgia, not about the fifties itself, just fifties nostalgia. So, Happy Days, American Graffiti. Um, there's another one in there. Everyone that ever bullied Stephen yeah, King. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's. Perfect, by the way. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's all that bullshit in there. But, you know, I, I look at this town. Boy, it was uninhabited. Would you think you'd hire more people to at least give this the impression that it's a bustling community? But you could put robots. Boy, oh yeah, that reminds me. Isn't she had like better? a little robot waitress slash maid. And I kept thinking of Rosie from the Jetsons. Rosie from the Jetsons was a comedic <laughs> character. I, I didn't like the Jetsons. I actually kind of hated that show. But Rosie from the Jetsons was a highly comedic character. She had like some of the the actual funny jokes in that show. Did the robot waitress say or do anything interesting? She was just sort of in the movie. She had a grenade launcher, and then she exploded. Oh, congratulations! You watched the movie with more attention than I did. I just, I, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't care. The weirdest thing, if we want to go all the way back, is how we got like 14 trailers in our theater. Man. And one of them was apparently Cinemark's going to do this thing where like once a week or once a month they show Asylum (gasps) movies. You know the Asylum, right, Oh, I thought you said silent movies. Never mind. Oh, I wish. Oh, no, no. You know, like Sharknado and Two-Headed Shark Attack and all that? I was like, wow, that's that's weird. Why would they put something schlocky and awful That's something my dad would watch in the background while he programs in uh, Fortran. It's like this seems out of place. Like, who would watch a movie this schlocky and poorly made with awful visuals and bad jokes on a big screen? Yeah. Imagine my <laughs> surprise three hours later. Uh, it's well, you know, you had your fourteen trails. I got three. I got Murder on the Orient Express, which personally I'm not excited about, and it's mostly for like one scene in the trailer. It plays this really, really loud noise when the trains move, and I'm just like. This is not a loud story. This is a slow story where you have to really think your way through. I really like the original Agatha Christie story. If Kenneth Branagh does a really good job of it, maybe I could enjoy it. There are really good actors in it, and I respect that. I'm just saying that I I, I don't have my hopes up. Then I saw the Liam Neeson on a train trailer. I'm not going to watch that. And, uh, he does not look like he wants to be in that movie. Oh, yeah, there was also a, the Thor Ragnarok trailer, which I already know I'm going to have to see. You're goddamn right. But you didn't get the Jackie Chan and Taken no, trailer, I, which is going to be a required episode. How, how come you guys get all the really good stuff? I get stuck with shit. I mean, every other trailer was just I'm sure you saw the same Justice League trailer that we've seen for... How, how long has that Justice League trailer been out? Actually, Eight years? Nine years? Luckily enough, I, I didn't get that one. I get that one every time I go to Alamo. I don't what, understand. Justice League? I hate yeah, that trailer so much. Like, 
I'll get that in front of fucking Dunkirk. That was the last one they oh, showed yeah, that, Dunkirk. Boy, talk about a trailer that that's out of place. Weird. It was sandwiched between Dunkirk and that uh, fucking movie about... Oh, never mind. Okay. I lost it. Churchill. Oh, they're making a Churchill movie? What? Who are they going to put in it? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman in a fat suit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But, but, did you ever see... What's a, uh, the King's Speech with Colin Firth? What an Academy Award that he did Kingsman 2. It, it's got a... Uh, did he have an eye patch in that? Did he have amnesia? <laughs> Retrograde amnesia. And then he became a who-fucking-cares-ologist with butterflies. Uh, re- remember uh, the fat guy from... Uh, Harry Potter. He uh, he he's the rat. Yes. Uh, he played Churchill in the King's Speech. Holy shit! The dude was in the movie for like ten minutes. He was the best part of the movie. He was just like oh, I was just watching. I was just like, this guy is Churchill. I was like, I, I gotta watch this guy as Churchill in his own movie. That would be sick. I mean, that's probably great, but Gary Oldman needs an Oscar. So here how does he not have one? Well, if he had starred in Kingsman: The Golden Circle, well, he could you know, have he was he was in other good stuff. British he man. was in uh, Quest for Camelot, Lost in Why Space. Is that your go-to? What are you doing, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Are, wait, are you are you listing that one as a good performance? Because I was I was being ironic listing a bad performance in Quest for Camelot and Lost. In oh, Space. I don't know. Did you ever, it's just that incredible makeup, <laughs> the fucking hair. <laughs> But so if you want to talk about actual good Gary Oldman performances, I got three right off the bat. The first one, Sid and Nancy. Holy shit. Like. I, well, I don't know what these uh, words are. Are you familiar with the Sex Pistols? Oh, it's like a real movie? Gross. <laughs> uh, it is. I got three movies for you right here. Batman uh, Begins. Uh, honestly, the Dark I, that was, the Dark that was one of them. I was going to list the Batman trilogy because he's a really good Gordon. I mean, I didn't think he's he was really going to be a really good Gordon, but I watched it and was like, God damn, he's really good. And the other one is like, I guess, he, you know, I mean, you're not really going to... It came out in 1994. It's Leon the Professional. He's really, really insanely good in that Look, movie. I have garbage taste, but I have seen some movies. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm just... I, I, <laughs> I said it too slow, but it's like, it's more about the fact that it came out in 1994. 1994 was a really good year for movies. I mean, that's the same year as like Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, uh... Lion King. So there, there's a whole lot of really good movies there, so it's like, I guess the Oscars are a little bit crowded there, so he's not going to get the nominee, but fuck, he's so good in that movie. He deserves... The man deserves an Oscar. I mean, ordinarily, I don't like to say that because he should be in it for the love of the game or the art instead of, like, a little gold statue, but I said the same thing two years ago about Ennio Morricone for uh, his score for The Hateful Eight. That man deserved an Oscar back in the 60s. Oh god, I completely forgot all about that. It made me angry all over. Well, I'm glad he won that. I'm still mad that uh, Mad Max Fury Road didn't win Best Picture. But, you know. They can't all be winners. Speaking of them not all being winners, Kingsman the Golden Circle. Don't watch it. Uh, Yeah, you know, final thoughts. uh, Closing benediction here is that you have mostly turned me around on this. I I don't think I hated it quite as much as you did. Uh, I think I I laughed at least two times. Uh, I don't remember what the jokes were. Um, Probably good sign. Uh, two laughs in a two and a half hour long movie that you don't. Yeah, remember. that's mostly comedy. Uh, the action at the at the end, I, I thought the action was pretty good until it cut to Elton John, who was yeah eternally point, in the movie. Even if they hadn't had Elton John, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, I mean, they're I not going to bring me back there. Too little, too yeah, late. Yeah, I was buddy. just like, and there there were a couple moments where I was just cringing. If I'm cringing during a movie, that's not a good sign. It's really not a good sign. 
So I don't know why I'm suddenly talking like Julianne Moore in this movie. Oh my goodness, this was garbage. Yeah, I, boy, she was. Yeah. So, would you say this has made you a little less interested in seeing what Matthew Vaughn does next? What does he have planned? Man of Steel oh 2, Chris! God. Buckle up, fuckface! Guess what, bitch? It's the news! Oh, God. Welcome to the news segment, ladies and gentlemen. Joss Whedon has made a cut from Justice League. Do you want to know what, what, what it was? was it? This is actually the one bit of news you'll appreciate. He just straight up cut Lex Luthor out of the movie. Oh, like, nah. wait, why was he even in there anyway? Supposed to be in jail. He, he was terrible. Well, you see, Zack Snyder makes bad movies. He's kind of... I mean, I'm sorry about your personal life, but your movies okay, are still bad. Yeah, it's, I mean, why lie, you know? Speaking of good movies, the Han Solo solo film. A character might be making an appearance, Chris. What if I told you you could see Darth Vader <laughs> again? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the good news is I know who that is. Uh, I, I just... I recognize I have that one question for the Han Solo solo movie. Absolutely. Is Elton John in it? That's a very good question. <laughs> you are a beautiful, perfect porcelain guy. Uh, good news. The Inhumans hasn't premiered yet, but it looks like I it's already canceled. You're, you're not a guy. They've guy. already canceled it. That's probably good, right? So what if I told you that J.J. Abrams is back for Star Wars 9? Okay, fine. What, what if I told you they had to pay Paramount seven figures to get him back? So instead of hiring literally anyone interesting that's some sort of risk or like has a creative vision, they just paid millions of dollars to bring him back to do it again. Everything is fine with Star Wars. Don't worry, Chris. Darth Vader is going to be really cool. <laughs> well, I, I when I saw J.J. Abrams was coming back, I was like, oh, he was, he, he was involved in uh, Star Wars 7, right? One might say he directed it. Yeah, he was <laughs> responsible for the direction, might be a way that we could put it. Um, but I, I think he did a fine enough yeah, job. Like everyone's you know? all butthurt about it being the same plot. It's like, you know, like the directors don't write the movie, right? Those are different jobs. I mean, granted, he went from Star Trek to Into Darkness, which is just god-awful. That would be probably my pick for a guy going from a good movie to an awful sequel. But it's not like he invented Star Trek. Like, Kingsman is this fucking Matthew Vaughn, Mark Millar, insular world. Well, well, it's a good thing that we got that out of the way. Anyway, I was thinking Amityville about... The Awakening, Chris. Are you familiar with the long-running Amityville horror franchise? How could I not be familiar with it? I'm friends with you. The Awakening was filmed in 2014. But good news, you'll be able to see it this October 12th. Do you want to know where you can see it? Yahoo. For free on Google Play. <laughs> that doesn't bode well. So All the people subscribing Play. on Google Play to our podcast, please continue to listen. Hop um, on Dish Network and watch Leatherface with me, then switch over to Netflix to watch Cold and Chucky, and then we'll kill ourselves. Uh, and then I won't have to watch Kingsman 3. But you know what you will have to watch? Do you remember what James Cameron said a bunch of dumb shit about Wonder Woman and about feminism? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, because Linda Hamilton is back for Terminator 6 for some reason. Why? What's that you're asking? Wasn't she dead in the third one? Yeah. Isn't she old? Yeah. 
doesn't Back she to need you. a paycheck, I guess. That children of the corn residual stopped coming in. You know, speaking of, <laughs> we are, we are, we didn't like Kingsman 2, but we are did both like the news? Kingsmen. Did that, did that cheer you up? Are you, no. are you there, God? No. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are both King men. Uh, we like our Stephen King, and we notice nice. a little uh, nice. How long have you been holding on to that one? I need to know. I have to admit, I just kind of threw that out there. I was like, how could I transition this? Ah, a pun. Uh, we noticed something kind of cool about October. It's got five Mondays, so that'll mean five episodes from us because we stick to schedules really well. We're great at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, oh, we should do like a running theme. And I, I was like, maybe not all horror, because that's, that's too easy. Everyone would expect that from us. And then I would have to watch the crap that you recommend. I did some other, you know, movies. And, it's always next year, friend. Oh, uh, well, there we go. Um, it could be Saw 9 by then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we were just like, how about a whole... Because we... Cause it's not that we loved it, but it gave us a whole lot to talk about. How about an entire month of Stephen King movies? This is something I'm, I'm pretty excited for, because there is a whole wealth of Stephen King adaptations for us to just dig into. I mean, there's Dreamcatcher, there's The Shining, there's Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, Misery, Stand By Me, none of which we're actually going to watch any of those. But Except we, Dreamcatcher, which you listed first. Yeah, okay, tell you what, we'll, listen, we'll, we'll watch Dreamcatcher, but we're, we're going to probably stick away from most of his good movies, uh, but... I would like to start off next week. We will watch Carrie, and I'm excited for that one. I'm going to be watching it with a friend who has seen it ten times, something like that. So someone who knows the movie inside and out, back and front. Whereas I'm going in cold. I've never actually seen it. I'm a little bit ashamed, but hey, I've heard great things. I got it downloaded in HD. I am totally ready to dig into it, and I'm going to make you watch The Langoliers. I'm so excited. We're watching two Stephen King adaptations. One, a faithful classic retelling, and the other is Carrie. I can't wait. <laughs> this is five hours worth of content that we're going to squeeze into, hopefully, an under two-hour podcast. I can't make any guarantees, but uh, boy, I am so excited for you to watch The Langoliers. I'm so excited to have to partition my time for the rest of this week to be able to cram in all three hours of quality, quality content and CGI acting storytelling really hate everything about this and i can't wait and the best part is at the end of the month for all you good boys and girls we're gonna watch maximum overdrive i'm gonna scare the hell out of you almost heaven west virginia blue ridge mountains Shenandoah River Life is older Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Country roads Take me home To the place I belong West Virginia
Steve, you have to know inside the John Denver experience and all touches I said to take another look at the left and anytime during the right of John Denver experience. Have fun. What did he say? I mean, do you want to put out that many thick books in that five-year span? You just, you just come home with a six-pack, you do a couple bumps, and you just hammer out that typewriter. Oh, my God. He... Clickety-clack, tic-tac, tic-tac, and the kids take turns railing her. Sounds good. <laughs> He's really I'm good. That, I am putting that at the end. I, that is about <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs>